Welcome everyone to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm Erica, and today we have a very special episode with a very special guest. You are no stranger to this podcast. I think this is your third time here, and I know we have a fourth time coming up. Yep, yep. And it's my best friend, Juan. What's up? Hi, hi. Thank you, everybody, for having me. Thank you, Erica, for having me. And yes, third time is a charm. Mm-hmm. I have to come up with a new thing for the fourth time, but <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I'm sure I will. This is a very special episode. I don't know why we didn't think of this before. We're not doing a movie. We're not doing a show. We're we are actually talking. We're having a long conversation today about video games, mm-hmm. and more specifically, uh, horror video games. And you know, we'll get into all that detail. You and I, I think you probably more, me, I've gotten it more into it recently. We love gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our friendship and hanging out has been around gaming. How long have we known each other now? We have known each other since freshman year of mm-hmm. high school. So that would have been 2002 mm-hmm. is when we met. It's 20 years, dude. It's, wait, no, it's 2023. It's been 20. It's, this is a 21st year. Yeah. yeah we've known each other. My goodness. God. <laughs> and ironic because we met over video games. We sure did. We and sure I don't did. know if it was Final Fantasy nine or something. It was, I, I think, think Final, so. Yeah. Final Fantasy game that either, either you or I had mentioned it. And then I was surprised that you knew about it because mm-hmm. up until then, I think you had maybe been the only girl that I had known yeah. that even knew about video games, let alone a more niche like, it's not like you were saying, oh, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I played that or whatever. Right. Like, you knew about a game series that is definitely more of a niche gaming. Yeah. At the time. So I was stunned. And that's essentially what started our friendship. I was like, whoa, who is this mm-hmm. person? You know? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And that was it. That was that the was spark it. of this friendship. And mm-hmm. here we are 21 years later. 21 we're years doing later. a dive on this. And so the first question I have for you, for us, mm-hmm. what do video games mean to you? How have they changed your life as a whole? Goodness, that's very philosophical. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing is, I will actually share an anecdote that I wonder if anyone else also has experienced. We are both prolific readers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people who know me often know that I like to read a lot. I have 10,000 books. I'm actually building, I'm building a bookshelf thing. I mean, oh, nice. Yeah, that's how excited I am about books. The funny thing is when I was young, I hated reading. I okay. Hated, I never read. I think my aunt bought me Harry Potter. I threw it in a drawer and, you know. <laughs> Did you ever <laughs> read it? Now I did. I, I've read it since. I've oh, read okay. the whole series. Okay. But at the time, I did not like reading. Um, I just wasn't into it. I, for whatever reason, it wasn't something that I enjoyed at all. And then, ironically, I played Resident Evil. And nice. they have a novelization yeah, of the series. True, that's true. By S.D. Perry. And I remember because I had played the game and I was so obsessed with the game, I saw the book in an old store which I'm sure anybody who's a millennial or older will remember. It was called Walden Books. 
Wow. Right. Right. Wow. Right. Yep. That's taking it back, dude. <laughs> taking it back. And I saw that they had a Resident Evil book and I was so intrigued. I picked it up. And because I had played the game and I liked the game so much, it actually allowed me to get into the reading aspect. Nice. Ever since that book, I've been reading ever since. So beautiful. Yeah. See? If you want, yep. Talk about how video games changed my life. Video yep. games taught me how to read, which is an awkward thing to say. <laughs> it encouraged you to read. Encouraged me to read. It, it, yeah. Yep. It nurtured it. Sweet. Oh my God. I never knew that. So that's really cool. <laughs> Are yeah. they good? The novelizations? They are excellent. And the funny thing is, so the oh. first book, the third book and the fifth book are novelizations of the first, second and third um, game. Games. Okay. And then books two and five are original stories that use the characters. I think mm. like Rebecca and, and others. Um, yeah. And they have them like go to totally separate areas. Like I think one is Caliban Cove or something. And, you know, fight all kinds of horror. Of course. <laughs> Sweet. I know. Yeah. So it's actually, they're really good. I recommend um, everybody who likes the series and who likes to read horror, especially reads them. And I believe they re-released them with new covers um, a couple years ago. Yeah. Good to know. I'll have to look that up to, to read it. I remember mm -hmm. seeing them at, what was the other bookstore that we had at the mall here? Oh borders? my borders. Borders. At borders. Oh, we're oh man. This is gonna we're be nostalgia. Yep. Yep. And, I, and that. I am saving the name of a toy store for when we start talking about the games. I I'm I'm almost positive that you went there too because they had cheap games and they were great. Okay. They're around now, but I'll save it. I'll save it for actually there's two. There's two stores. And one was in Mall of the Americas and one was an international mall. And I think you already know the two stores. I think about. so. I can't wait to get there. <laughs> <laughs> For me, gaming has changed my life with the fact that I've always been shy. I People are very surprised. Oh, my God. I love your cup. We forgot to say, what are oh, you drinking? Oh. <laughs> yes, um, I am drinking. Well, cafe. Cafe. La very nice. Um, but my mug says. Necesito café, which is just coffee, perfect. right? I Isn't it you. great? I love that. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm drinking iced coffee because you're all the way in California. It is yes. what? 930 a.m. It is 1230 over here. Yeah. So I'm having my second iced coffee, mocha iced coffee. Oh, a mocha iced coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so video games. So like I, like I was saying, I'm I'm actually very shy and people don't seem to realize that because I think I've gotten better with it. But something my dad always taught me, he's the one who introduced me to video games this is kind of answering two questions at once because this one comes later. Dad is the one you've met dad, obviously, you've known him all, you know, for a very long time, too. He's a gamer as well. And he introduced me to Sonic the Hedgehog. That was my first game. I fell in love with gaming since then. And it was the icebreaker for me to start conversations but with boys so it helped me talk to boys at ages where you don't know how to talk to the other gender or you're just shy or you like the guy and you're like what can I talk to you about I don't watch sports you know I, I don't like cars what am I going to talk to you about oh great we're going to talk about 
gaming. And this is also how I've had a lot of male friends because it's usually I same as you. I still haven't met that many females in real life that play it. Um, I do think it's gotten bigger females playing, but it's not as huge as male. So that has changed my life in that sense where I was able to feel like I can talk to somebody. It's okay to be a nerd also because, you know, gaming is nerdy. No, it's not anymore. I mean, look at I'm sure you've heard of Ninja. Like he's one of those gamers that has made it a career and it's like a whole thing. And the stereotype, like when you see the gamer now, they don't look like the stereotype. I feel like that we have mm-hmm. up, right? Like, like the neck beard and like the Mountain Dew in the basement, right? And now they're all like muscly ripped, and they have really yeah. cool like backgrounds, studios that they're like you know making YouTube content on. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, it's, I do feel like there was a bit of a stigma when we were growing up mm-hmm. about gamers, socially oh, awkward. Yeah. You're with your like, you know, which is funny because I also felt like th- we're coded as socially awkward. But then among gamers, you actually have a really good camaraderie. Absolutely. But I feel like for the outside world, it was always, oh, you're alone in your basement, you know, playing. Or weirdo. Yeah, weirdo. Exactly. Why is that fun? Like or the I know I remember there was a time there. I'm sure you remember this, too, where gaming was like, oh, if you're playing a violent game, you're going to be a certain type of person. Like there was a whole I mean, it went up like in courts and things like that. I believe like it was, you know, they were blaming video games on the current violence. And it's like, listen, I have played so many violent games and I'm still here. I can't even kill a roach. One, because they terrify me, but, you know, it's just, no, you know, it doesn't, it had a lot of stigma. And correlation, causation, just because violent people play video games does not mean that video games make you violent. Like violent people also drive cars and they also go to concerts. And I don't think we're blaming any of those for their violence. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, I, I will say that I think sometimes some people do get very desensitized to violent video games but we also have explicit lyrics in songs mm-hmm. have violent tv shows and violent movies we've had them for a long time absolutely it, exactly to me it's just another forum or another avenue that people can have to sort of entertain themselves and you know people's personal problems yeah are separate from the actual content itself Absolutely. And I'm glad we've come away from that because I think the whole gaming thing is actually a really nice community situation because, like you said, we met 21 years ago talking about this. We so we met freshman year. Yes. Then we didn't really see each other until the end of senior year. Yes, exactly. And that was it. Like that was really the the beginning of everything because we graduated high school and we spent the summer playing. I mean, we went to the, you know, we did other things, but every night, usually we were gaming together. Yeah. It was yeah. you, it was me, and it was our other friend, Omar. I mean, we would wrote, usually it was actually me watching because it yes. was so entertaining and you two would be playing. And Caesar too. And Caesar too. Right. Before. Right. and. I mean, it was priceless. It was fun. We were just at home, chilling, drinking Cokes yep, <laughs> at the exactly. time. And Oreos. 
eating Oreos and sitting on that sofa all squished together like we didn't fit. And somebody was on like that office chair. Usually Caesar, I think, was on. Oh, no, it was Omar. He was always on the chair and having a good time. And I'd like to point out that I think we invented streaming before streaming was a thing. (laughs) Yes. Because we even videotaped each other back then. But we never posted it which was our mistake, I guess, because we were having fun. We didn't we didn't think about that. But there are some videos on YouTube. There are some videos out there. I think uh, they still are somewhere yes. out there. <laughs> oh, and you make a good point because I think also there was something very organic about that. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like we got together for the explicit purpose. Like we're all going to game together now. Yeah. just kind of happened. It was like what mutually connected all of us in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was very fun. And I think, you know, you might agree with this. I think a lot of times too, we, in high school, we probably lacked that level of friendship, right? That deep yeah. friendship. So when we had the chance for that, and that summer after we really took advantage of it. Like we yeah. all, I think, wanted to have that friend circle so badly and it came later, but when it came, we all just took advantage of it and we enjoyed it. I think it was the perfect timing because I think we all needed it. We all needed that connection and we found it. And we just, like you said, we embraced the shit out of it for for years. And specifically that first summer that we spent together. But that's what it is. The games brought us together, not only to game because we did, then it just branched off and we did so many other things together. We all became really close and at the end of the day, even when we went out to the movies or we went out to play pool bowling, what did we end up doing at 10 o'clock at night? Playing games. We still played games. We weren't tired. talked about the games. Yeah. So now now you can't get me to do that. I'll be so tired by 10 o'clock. I'd be like, all right, I'm out. Like, I'm so yeah. sleepy. <laughs> it is 930 here. And I'm like, all right, we're going to go upstairs to go to bed because I am tired. I <laughs> you know how times have changed. It's real. The youth, real. enjoy it while you can. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And when everyone's, yeah. The funny thing is that when everyone's like, oh my God, like a lot of people graduate college and they're like, oh my God, I have my real job, you know, but I realized, okay, you're still going out until like 1am. That's going to change. Give your real job a few years and you'll be in bed by 10pm. Cause you're like, listen, it's a Tuesday. I got a lot yeah. of stuff. I can't be staying up. I have late. responsibilities. Oh God. It's terrible. All right. And why do we still love video games? You think I, so when we were all hanging out for those years, like really like, cause we were young and still in college, whatever. I had a hiatus for a while from gaming. It wasn't until maybe five, six years ago, I really started getting into it. Now that I got a PS5, I'm definitely more into it than ever before. Um, because these machines get better and it just encourages you. But some people outgrow it. Some people don't. Why do we still love it? Do you think? I mean, I, I just think it's something that we grew up with. So maybe we still find joy in it. And I just love. I mean, they're like movies that you participate in. Uh, it's the storytelling to me. Yeah, it's, I find myself less and less interested in games that are just like a shooter or whatever because right. I don't have the same level of like. All right, I, I have a limited amount of free time. You mm-hmm. know. I don't want to just be shooting the same thing over and over again or whatever. So for me, what I enjoy is being able to see, like you said, almost like an interactive movie of being able to kind of go through a storyline 
where I'm not just sitting back and watching it, but I'm actually participating in it. But it's still the stories that drive it. And I think one of the benefits of the newer systems and the increased capability is that they can deliver now beautiful visuals to match mm-hmm. great stories. Um, the great stories have always been there. And some might even argue that the stories in the past were the classics and that they're not as good as they are now or whatever. But the storytelling has always been a key part of the games, just as the graphics, you know, obviously over time have improved. Although I will say, any gamer will tell you this, looking back in time, you look at the old graphics now and you think, yep. man, that's so crusty. But at the time, at those the graphics time, were insane. Oh my God. You know? They were. They, they were. were. Um, how did you get introduced to video games? Like you said, you played Resident Evil. Was that your first game? Like how did, how did, how did they come into your life, basically? So my earliest memory was when I was visiting America and I would visit my cousins in Miami. And I remember they played a game. There was two games. They played one, Duck Hunter, I think it was. Duck Hunt, yeah. That's a really gone. classic. Yeah. yeah. And I remember just being so frustrated because <laughs> I would try to play it and I couldn't. I mean, I was so young. I was probably honestly like six or something. or not actually younger, maybe five. And it just wasn't working out. Yeah. And then they had another game. See if you remember this one because they had re-released it for the Dreamcast, but it was a game called Echo the Dolphin. Yes. And I don't I and then when I look back at that game, the original is actually really crusty. You're just going down and like you meet a squid or something, and then a shark yep. eats you. And, yeah. It's yep. not like that great. By the time I was blown away, I remember thinking, like, how much further can we go down? And it was like, yes, it was in my mind. Then I got a Sega Genesis. Yep. That was my first system. I am a a dyed-in-the-wool millennial, although I suppose a lot of millennials probably had a Super Nintendo before me. So to be fair, I'm probably the outlier. But (laughs) a Genesis and a Sega Saturn were my first two systems. Mm -hmm. And I remember, obviously, Galaga, classic. Yeah. But the first game that I remember getting that I was of, well, the first probably two to three games that I was obsessed with, mm-hmm. obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with were Lion King, Jurassic Park, and the Gargoyle game. Those are the three games, less sort of the Gargoyle, but especially Jurassic Park and the Lion King. And I remember yep. it's like the, the two, the side scrolling, you know, mm-hmm. platforming and that horrible T-Rex at the end, which was so difficult. And little like six-year-old me trying my best to beat these. That was my introduction to the games. And then after that, I would not have a system again until I moved to America at the age of like 11 around there. Um, And I went to New Jersey and they bought me a PlayStation. Since that day, I have become a PlayStation gamer. I am 100% pro, pro PlayStation. I stuck through them through the PlayStation 3 being so expensive I stuck through them. I was one of the first people that ordered the white PS4 when it came out in 2014. Oh, wow. I got the PS5 like two, three years ago, whenever the hell it came out, because I yeah. kept refreshing the links every Like I am yeah. a true PlayStation gamer. I have an Xbox. I have a Switch, you know, um, and I had a GameCube, whatever. Always PlayStation. That was my like home, so to speak. That's how yep. I identify. And um once i got the playstation i got gran turismo i got spyro got resident evil i got mm-hmm. uh final fantasy i got all these games because the playstation was i think 
the first real system that like was truly a gamer's paradise. I mean, any type of game you wanted, Metal Gear Solid, Siphon Filter. Yep. Uh, obviously, uh, what's it called? Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider, fantasy games. There's just, there were so many amazing games. Every game came out for the Patamba. I mean, I, I had all these games for the PlayStation mm-hmm. that I adored. And since then, it was PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. I'll get the PS6 whenever it comes out. I, um, I love the PlayStation. Uh, I second that. <laughs> so my my first system was a Sega as well. I actually played with the Super Nintendo after Sega. Um, so like I said, the my dad is the one who introduced me to, to video games. Sonic was my first love. I I've, I've played most of them, never beat a single one. <laughs> ever. Ever. It took me years to beat any game, actually, because you couldn't save back then. Yeah. You couldn't. So right through. Exactly. The first game I beat is gonna sound really funny was Pocahontas on the Genesis. Yes. <laughs> Laugh it out. Laugh it out. It's all oh good. Oh my goodness. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. It was actually super fun, but that one I sat there in my little room with a little TV and I beat it. Aladdin was a fun one, never beat it either. That was really cool on the Genesis. But you with the Disney games. Yeah, because I was a kid. Yeah, because yeah. I was a kid. So I think, um, I guess my parents thought that was the appropriate <laughs> route at the time. Yeah. And um, we also had Echo, the dolphin. I thought it was so cool. And it looked real back it looked then. Real. I, which, it looked real. If you see it now, oh my God. I can only imagine. I haven't looked. I got to look that up after because yeah. it's got to look terrible. Um, Mortal Kombat was one that actually freaked me out as a kid. Oh, yes. Because it was violent. Like, was the kills were violent. bad. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, now, whatever. But back then, I was like, oh, why is that guy's head off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people would beat scary. you and, like, get satisfaction out of, like, really beating you. So it made you feel yeah. terrible. They, like, beat you and they were, like, killing you almost. And you're like, geez. You're like, geez. <laughs> although, although it's, let me know if you have. So how often have you played fighting games? Because... I never got into Mortal Kombat. I did, however, get into Tekken. And I loved Tekken. And then Soul Calibur, for me, was the next one. But did you ever play fighting games? So, so, I'll get there. I'm getting there with the fighting games. So, Mortal Kombat, I did play and kind of watched because that... So, that was like the first violent game, I would say, I watched. And Dad used to play Doom. So oh. I would watch him play that. And um, even then, that was like really cool. It was pretty creepy, like the creatures and all the alien monster because it's hell. So it was yeah. very freaky, very revolutionary. But that's I don't think that was for the PlayStation yet. Now, when the PlayStation came out, dad also got it when it first came out. PS1, the original. I remember when he turned it on and it does that little music intro that they don't oh, do anymore. Yes. Oh, yes. I'll never, because I think it was Christmas. I'm pretty sure it was Christmas. And we both sat there and we were like, wow, what is this? And I'm going to, I can't pronounce the name of this game right. So if you know it, it was called Battleground. To, to Keisha, to Sheena. 
I'll have to look it up and put it in the comments, but it was a fighting game. That was the first game we had for the PlayStation. And I look at it now. It's terrible. It is so bad. And the cheesy lines, I'm going to get you. I'm like, no. But back then, oh my God, we played it for hours, dad and I. It was like so revolutionary. The graphics were incredible. 3D graphics. 3D graphics. It is. Um, And ever since then, the same thing. I've been a PlayStation girl all my life. I've always had Nintendo. Nintendo's like my second love because I had the N64, the, um, the GameCube, I thought, for Nintendo. Now the Switch is, I think, great, but... The yeah, GameCube yeah. was epic. And I feel like that was. went under, but that was a great system. We had yeah, the yeah. Dreamcast. No, the Dreamcast was Sega. Was Sega, yeah. Was Sega. That was another good one. But I've had all the PlayStations. We've only had Xbox once and when it was still when I was living with my parents. And I've never. So now I just have the PS5 and the Switch. Yeah. Like thing. I never went back to, to Xbox because, I mean, the PlayStation has my heart. I mean. And I you love know it. I think it became too much. So what's interesting is when we were growing up, I don't remember there being much about console wars. It wasn't right. You know, people had an N64 and then they had a PlayStation and it kind of like lived in harmony. And I don't think anybody mm-hmm. yeah, was like, oh, you know, I'm a this gamer. I'm a that gamer. Right. And then the PS2 came out. Same thing. No problems because the Xbox came out as well. And it was celebrated. Like here was another system. Yeah. Right, a new system with all its new games, and it was it was really nice. Everything began to change, I think, with the PS3, because mm-hmm. what happened was the PS3 suffered from being very expensive, so the yeah. sales were not. You know, obviously with the with the legacy of PlayStation, and then the I think the PS2 is the best selling console of all time. I think so. But, yeah. yeah, to have that be the successor, and then to stumble with the PlayStation 3, the media framed it as a well. Now is a chance for other companies, i.e. Microsoft, to mm-hmm. come in and dethrone PlayStation as the king of gaming, so to speak. And right. because, yeah, the Xbox 360 then came out, and that was really their pinnacle, right? Like, that was their, their big I think system. so, yeah. It created, I also think, and this is my, like, Gamergate, you know, analysis, <laughs> it created two sets of gamers. There were the shoot em types, like the cool bros who played the Xbox games and were more into the shooter ones. Yeah. And then PlayStation gamers were like the niche gamers, the fantasy gamers or the horror gamers or like the different kind of gamers that yeah. didn't play your Call of Duties. I didn't play your, there was another like um, popular Xbox one where like you shot alien bug things or whatever. I forget. Big, big bulky people. Um, Halo. Halo is their biggest Halo. one. Halo. And then, but there was yeah. another one where they forget they were like really, really big, muscly people. Like absurd. Yeah. Is muscly. it, de- is Destiny... No, Xbox? that's PS4. No, that is PlayStation. Yeah, that's PlayStation. It was. A, I know it was what a, you mean, but I can't remember. What I mean, yeah. If you guys know in the comments, just write that. <laughs> Let thing. us know. There's probably people know. screaming at us, and we're like, I know. I Xbox gamers. I'm apologizing again. I I said it before. I you know I am a, a PlayStation gamer. Although look, I see I do have. Although Xbox. wait, you do have, but you have an Xbox, so at I least I do. I have a 360. Right. Um, I think I think it's the Elite. That was the one that they came up with after. Yeah. And then, and I think ever since then, it became a battle because then, of course, the Xbox One came out and the whole debacle over, you know, you can't play back. It is no, you know, mm-hmm. you share games and the PlayStation, you can't, PlayStation 4, you can share. 
And then they were racing who's going to sell more units. And then the Titanfall failed and, you know, all these exclusive, amazing games for PlayStation. And yeah. now I feel like it's less about the battle because I don't even, I don't even know what the Xbox system is called anymore. The newest way. Neither what do I. I just, it looks like a speaker or like a subwoofer. Yeah. And I, and I genuinely think Nintendo has become the second system. Yeah. You know, in the background. But I, I will say, I think that's part of the reason why you saw a lot of um, friction among systems yeah. that when we were growing up, we didn't have. Right. It wasn't a competition. It was actually more of like, what can we get from this system that we don't on this one? Just for fun, not exactly that. But I will say one thing that broke my heart, frustrated the hell out of me. It is the reason I bought a GameCube. And it's the reason why I'm a little, always a little angry at the GameCube. I like Nintendo. I have a Switch. I play the Switch. Don't, don't attack me in the comments again either. <laughs> but they made Resident Evil exclusive to Nintendo systems. They had that little contract. And then when mm -hmm. they announced that RE4 was coming out only for the GameCube and that the remake was only for the GameCube, I was legit pissed. Like, yeah. I felt like up until then, I had bought a PlayStation and a PlayStation right. expected to be able to play these games on the most popular system. Right. I, that must have been one of the first time because they had exclusives. Nintendo had exclusives. You know, it had its Mario line and whatnot. And, and, like and um, Zelda. Mario and Zelda, Zelda. are yeah. Nintendo hardcore. Hardcore. But I don't remember a game series almost hijacking an IP and saying, okay, yeah, even though you were made famous by the PlayStation line, yeah. we're going to now make it exclusive to a system that nobody associated with horror games. Like no one thought Nintendo horror, ooh, you know? Right. So that, that did kind of rankle me because that was the start of the whole, we're going to have exclusives that mm -hmm. we're going to literally poach. It's one thing when you develop your own exclusive, that's fair, that's fine, you know? Yeah. But to poach an ex a system, like same thing with Tomb Raider. When they they announced mm -hmm. it for Xbox, I was like, this was a PlayStation game and a PC game. Like you can't, you can't poach a classic IP, but they did. Yeah, but they did. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, and I I think that's why we got the GameCube too, was because of Resident Evil. I had already and spoiler spoiler alert. I am still like that is my ride and die. Whatever love of my life in gaming is Resident Evil. So mm -hmm. when I heard that too, I'm like, well, we need <laughs> this. Like I have to play this game. Yeah. Like, there's no if, ands, or buts. Um, but I feel like maybe that stuff isn't as prevalent anymore. I feel like, like you don't hear it as much, the console wars. Um, I do think the Switch is amazing. Um, it's just that Nintendo is, their games are so different. Like they're geared towards more, I feel like, family or just, yeah. you know, teen and young or just not you know, mature gaming, even though I actually I'll get to it, but I have a horror game on there. But um, I think they've come a long way. I think the switch is brilliant. Like, I actually love it for I use it for exercising a lot, actually. Oh. Yeah, because they like the Wii because I really liked the Wii. Um, yep. But I used it mostly for exercising because of the way the switch has the handles. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of games that are exercise based, like a boxing one. They have the ring one um, and just dance. Yes. Yep, it's yep. great. So I actually use it for 
exercise. So it's like you're playing a video game, but you're actually exercising at the same time. So even that's come a long way. Like who knew that gaming can lead you to exercise? Being fit, essentially, yeah. So, um, and as for fighting games, uh, back to that question, sorry. So I played that one on the PlayStation. I played Tekken, I think maybe at the arcade. I don't... (laughs) Fighting games, fighting games, racing games, and shooters are not for me. Like, they're just something I don't get into. Like, I'll play for five minutes and then I'm bored kind of thing. The one fighting game I did love, though, and you brought it up, was Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Calibur. Soul Calibur. (laughs) Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I always chose, like, this... I this blonde girl with a ponytail, like she looked like this goddess thing. Oh, Cassandra. I think so. Yeah, I, so, I yeah. loved her. But that one was fun because you had like little quests to do. Mm-hmm. Like if you beat um a certain tournament, whatever. Like that one was really fun. I think I had that one for the Dreamcast, if I remember. Yeah. yeah. So that was a fun one. Yeah, it was good. What was your first horror game? My first, okay, so the funny thing is, I rem- I vividly, vividly, vividly remember a series that I wanted to play, but I was so nervous because the way it was being marketed, like I, I, this was a time, as you mentioned earlier, with video games and them being very cautious about like violence and this and that and mm-hmm. the associated link. There was a lot of like, this is not for kids, it's not for kids. So I remember being kind of scared because I would see the advertisements. And they were very like frightening in that sense, but it was it was a, a, a game series called Twisted Metal, right? With the oh, the car yeah, one, yeah, yeah. And so I really, really wanted to play that, but I was very scared, mm-hmm. right? The clown so, car, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, Sweet Tooth, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, uh, so I I didn't get that one first. And then some, for some reason, I saw Resident Evil and I thought, okay, this one might be like less scary. Less scary? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so the first horror game that I got that I played was Resident Evil, the director's cut, which now is a great time to show <laughs> um, my little show thing it up. that I brought. So it was, this is the first oh, horror game. Oh my yep. God, you have the original the og packaging yep yep and almost dropped it game included plus a little advertisement advertisement sorry too because it hadn't come out yet which is crazy you know and (gasps) so yeah this is the original let me see if i can show it um i don't know if there's any glare there's some oh my i can't believe it i i was thinking when you said i have it i'm like you have the actual disc. Oh my God. I love it. I got rid of mine. Now I kind of regret it, but it's fine. I can't believe that. I have the OG. And so the funny thing is for the longest time, I thought this was like a purely the original original. Then I found out that actually the, the director's cut, it was like an enhanced version of the original. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this. Right. Oh, I love, hold on for the classic, <laughs> classic OG it says now supports dual shock analog. <laughs> Oh hell yeah! That was always great when it had Dual Shock. Mm-hmm. You're like, so, what? Um, yeah, I had this. This was the first game. Um, I it was amazing. I'm gonna just read you some of the back because it's pretty, <laughs> pretty great. 
says here, an enhanced release of the number one terrifying classic, mm-hmm. camera angles and character graphics, three action-packed difficulty levels, standard Ooh. training and advanced modes, mm-hmm. so and it supports the DualShock controller. So, love it. And so that was the first one. Um, and love that, really, yeah, I love it. So after that, I was I, I played Twisted Metal. I loved Twisted Metal as well. Um, and that was the, the start of the horror love for me. Um, although I will say I was surprised that I went through and I was like, these are the only horror games I have for the, for the PlayStation one. I only played resident evil for the PlayStation one for horror. I only played that. Uh, okay. I was going to ask Silent if, Hill. Well, Silent Hill, the original one, or well, our first experience together with it was on the Xbox. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it was the um, it was a uh, Silent Hill two part two. Yep, part two. And so I started thinking back, and I was looking through my games, and I'm like, I don't have any games. So I'll show you the three that I have. But I realized that the PlayStation, I was more of a fantasy gamer at the time. Same, I was too. Now, I remember, I remember horror games. I remember Parasite Eve. Yep, Dino Crisis. You know, yep. uh, I don't know why I didn't play some of these games. <laughs> I can't say why what i suspect is i got the playstation when i came to america a bit later mm-hmm. and then the ps2 came out so soon after i oh, jumped okay. on the ps2 yeah. that makes sense that makes and sense I, yeah and i didn't really go back to play um anything else because I, I will show you just really quick the other things be prepared to go down memory lane again oh please do oh my god this was the og 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 Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Notice yeah. how classic CD case issues, right? There's always a crack on always them. A crack. Yeah. So this one has it here. This, my first always. one has a big crack. Right? Yeah. Mine had one like that. Yep. Second yep. one has yeah, nothing on the back, but it's just, and it's, I love the, can you survive the horror? Let me see if I can show it like yep. this. Oh my God. So good. And the little shots in there. Yep. Did you ever do these weird little things like receiving the points and stuff? I never no, did that. Oh, I never did that. Yeah. I never did that. And then okay, I should wait. I should I should clarify. So both of these look like the greatest hits re-releases. I don't think they were the OG OG ones. They were like, you know, when they sold like a when they yeah. Yeah. Copies. But this, this is Nemesis. the one I, you'll know this one. This is the one that I bought um yeah. when it came out. So I guess like a day one style thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Love classic, that cover. Classic, classic. Love that cover. Jill yep, on the with back. Jill on the back. Okay. Yep. You know, it's in your blood. I love it. And so, yeah, I mean, these were surprisingly the only games that I have for the PlayStation. Listen, the yeah. fact that you have that and showed it, mm-hmm. I mean, that's so amazing. Hold on to those because you, oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's, the nostalgia actually, is crazy. You know what? Um, I didn't bring it down. Maybe later if we get inspired, I will. But um, I didn't bring it down. But I also used to collect these gaming magazines called Game Informer and yep. other things. Yep. And we had I have the issues for the Resident Evil Three and others. Oh, and that's awesome! Yeah, and I, and I still have the magazines. They're in the closet in the box. That's um, so cool. If you do want to see them later, just let me know. I will bust them out. We'll do. Uh, we'll do because we used to collect them too. Um, I don't dad may still have some because you know how he is he likes to keep a lot of these things especially if they're like collector's edition or it's a special game kind of thing so we may have it too but we don't have that anymore i loved getting game informer 
or mm-hmm. Nintendo Power magazines yep. because you would read about upcoming games. Sometimes they were they had cheats in the back, like that yeah, was like a thing. walkthroughs. Yeah, remember? Yes, they had walkthroughs. It was just so much fun going through it. I, oh I, whenever I open those, you know, you make me want to actually grab a box. Do you want to see them? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's see it. Wow, dude. Yeah, I can't so, believe this. Yep. PlayStation Magazine. PlayStation. Yep. Yep. And, and they're in good condition too. Like you look at this, this looks. Yeah. I mean, this looks perfect. Right. Like if I got oh it yesterday. God. And okay. Now you're going to get ready for the, oh, 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 oh. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Expert Gamer Mag, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis. And it says, Martin Blowout, 14 page. First of all, do you see this, this Jill on the cover? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Gamer. And they have the advertisement on the back cover. On the back. Oh, my God. That is so amazing. Yep. Let me show. Oh, oh, oh. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? I'm okay, ready. So. I'm not ready. Game of the month, December 1999. Oh my god, December 1999. December 1999. And it even has little maps of like the upcoming area and the weapons that you can get. I mean, you could probably play this game now. And with it, yeah. Station. Yeah. I love it. Isn't this amazing? that is so cool i can't believe you have this this is really awesome did you or did you not go to game faqs and print out walkthroughs to games sure did sure did and it looked exactly like that yep (laughs) six two zero one yep oh my god for what game is that that's for tomba okay another really fun thing of mine and i guess that's nostalgia man you really brought it back um, you brought it back, man. I you did it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I should have brought those out before. I don't know why I was like, nah, we don't really need to see those. And then it turns out it's pretty cool to see. It them. is pretty cool. Oh my, because I haven't seen that in so long. It's cool to really see it. And some of those are very familiar because we probably had it here too at the house. And it's just oh yeah. Crazy. And that's what was so great is that being a gamer, like you had all these different mediums. You had the online things you had magazines you had the games like there was a whole sorry for the dust <laughs> there was a whole okay. ecosystem yeah um, and yeah i just yeah it's kind of really neat you are what you read which is what it says on the cover <laughs> okay i hijacked that little segment <laughs> no problem so with me so funny enough that you say that resident evil is your first horror game because it is also mine back in blockbuster days oh yes okay, we're this is i'm telling you super nostalgia Dad rented it. I'm going to mention dad a lot. So thank you, dad. I love you, dad, because it is because of him that I love this so much. I love Um, you too, dad. (laughs) (laughs) He loves you too. Yes. Um, He rented it. He had no idea. Like it, you know, and it was the, the PlayStation was still relatively new. So we would rent games for it. He put it on and you know, that the original game, it opens with, live action cutscene, like yeah. little movie of like the whole team getting to the mansion and the dogs. And actually, even before you get to the menu, it shows one of them from the stars team, like running and screaming or something. And then you see the eye. Ah! 
I think is how the intro looked in the original Resident yes, Evil. Yes, the eye opens up Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yes, yes. Let me tell you something. I sat there and watched this with him. I ran out of the room. You were that scared? I was that scared. But remember, I am, I've always said this. I'm the biggest horror Perfect. fan, but I'm a chicken shit. Like, yeah. I'm super scared of everything. But, you know, when did this game come out? 95? It must have been, yeah, because this one was 97 for the director's cut. So, so it probably 95. 95. Yeah. I'm very young at that point. So, you know, that is scary. But I mean, I never played it again. I, I was like, nope. Even he didn't play it because um, dad's not really into into those games too much. But he tried it out. We returned it. Never thought about this again. I just remember thinking, oh, my God, this game is scary. Right. Mm -hmm. Then one summer we went to we went on vacation with family and my older boy cousin yeah. He bought Resident Evil 2. And he, he brought the PlayStation to the hotel that we were staying at. And I fell in love with this game. I just watched him. He and I would sat there. He beat both Claire and Leon the whole weekend. And I was like, oh, it's still that game. But part two, I'll never forget. That was summer, July, whatever. My birthday came January of that year. I had my $60 saved. I went to Toys R Us and bought, well, dad had to buy it for me because it's rated M. Yeah. And obviously a kid. I mean, I was a kid, kid. Like I can't buy it. But do you remember if you, because now we can go into talking about the stores that you want to oh, bring yes, up. Yes, yes. When you bought games at Toys R Us, they had it in like envelopes. Like you had to pick out a little, basically a card and bring it to like customer service and they would give you the game like you paid for it and then you went to the customer service yes. and they would bring you the game the games were I, never out i remember that yeah you used to have to get the little card for it yes yes and that's how we we bought it and when i had my version of re2 was a double disc oh. it was one for claire and one for leon so it's interesting that yours is one they were able to nope nope the, hold on it is Wait, so it's because it says here disc one Leon. Oh, but is but it behind then, the? Oh yes, yep. Well, ironically though. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I can play as Leon, <laughs> and only <laughs> as Leon. I guess. Yeah. I guess the others don't have that. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll never forget playing it for myself. That's still my favorite game of all time at this point. The original RE2, those graphics, terrible now. But back then, that game in particular, I was like, we're in a movie now. Yep. This is insane. And when you see that liquor for the first time, mm -hmm. it was the most terrifying thing ever. You hadn't seen something like that in a movie, at least obviously not at the time because we were kids, but... The graphics were stunning. Just the liquor itself still looks pretty good. The people don't because obviously we've grown so far. And but, the <laughs> Yeah, but loved it. And that was the beginning of horror because I had already watched some horror movies at that time. So I already liked horror, but that started the high of playing a horror game. 
because it's a whole different yeah, experience yeah. compared to a Final Fantasy, which I also enjoyed. But this brings a whole other element. And you know what it is? It's the survival aspect. Mm-hmm. The rationing of your resources. It's the yep. unknown oh yeah, of what you're going to face mm-hmm. and whether you have the ability to face it. It's deciding, do I use a shotgun? Do I use a power weapon? Yep. Do, I just, do I run past them? Like, what do I do to survive? That's the part that is so unique about, about really horror games, but survival horror especially. Yeah. Is unlike shooters, unlike other games where you're buffed up to face enemies. Yeah. Horror games, you're at a disadvantage, just like mm-hmm. you are in a horror movie. You're at the disadvantage and you're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And it does make you use your head about, okay, what am I going to do to actually get through this? What am I going to do to get through this next area when I don't even know if I have enough resources to get through, you know, a lot of people, I think we're like, Oh, just use your herbs, use your herbs. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to use my herbs because if I can combine them with a red herb, right. Full heal. I can take one more hit. Like that's the kind of strategizing Mm -hmm. other games just don't do. It's just, you're buffed up, shoot, move on. Exactly. Those can be fun too. Don't get me wrong but there's something unique about horror games and about having to be smart about how you spend your resources. Mm-hmm. And then you have a couple of questions here about, um, I like this, how it's different from movies as a medium for horror. Yeah. So basically I always find this interesting because when you're a horror fan, it's nice to kind of sometimes I, we, we all, we both like horror literature movies mm-hmm. and, and um, games so I always think, what are the differences when you're experiencing them? I think one of the main things is like what you said, in a horror movie, you're taking along for the ride. You can't, you can pause it, but you're watching a movie. Yeah. And going through, and you're not the participant in it mainly. With a game, it's what we had just mentioned. You are actively in the horror. You're in the scary mm-hmm. aspect. You have to push yourself through. And that's a very unique experience. Mm-hmm. The movie can't quite replicate the same way a game can. I agree. And you put a question here, uh, survival horror versus scary first person shooter. What is QTE? QTE? Like a quick time event style? Oh, like, right. Right. I have, I haven't played it, but yes, it's here. The quarry. Which, well, I can still play it on the PS5. You have to check these out. Yes. The you dark pictures. Really good. Yes, they are. Here's another one of that. Excuse my GameStop sticker. I buy used games. Um, And of course, the one you just showed. Until Dawn, yeah. This style of game, so the survival horror, like a Resident Evil, Dino Crisis, um, even Silent Hill, those are great. Obviously, I think that's what started it. But there is something about these, the the decision-making, the quick time. I find them even scarier because you're really immersed in decision-making and it changes the outcome of your game. Kind of like those old books, or maybe they still exist, the choose your own adventure books when we were kids. It's kind of like that. And I really enjoy this and first person, forget it. Like that's a whole different immersion into the game. Like with biohazard and village, I think it adds much more scare factor because like any first person, it feels like it's you kind of like a found footage movie. You feel like you're in the seat, 
but I really feel helpless because if you hear something behind you, it's not like RE2 where you see it coming at you. You don't know what's behind you until it's too late. And it's great. Yep, And then all of a sudden it's there. Mm-hmm. Do you like any of these styles more? I don't I don't know if I can pick because they're so different, but these quick time decision making games have really amped it up for me yeah. as a horror fan. So I still think that the survival horror style, the Silent Hill, the yeah. Resident Evil, that's still my tried and true because mm-hmm. of the pacing. You right. Know, I like the pacing of it. Um, and I like the kind of decision-making like I will say that's one thing and we'll probably get into this in a little bit but with the um remakes oh so good right they return to the roots of that bit more and that's why I like yep there you go same too and that's why I like it so much because I do feel like it adds a certain element of um of just intrigue that I really enjoy yeah and I really appreciate a lot and then I was going to say that, um, <clears throat> so a quick other, this was my first experience with the quick time entry and it is horror. It's um, this one, heavy rain. Oh my God. Yes. You've played it. Yes. I love that game. It's really good. And you know what it is about the quick time event one too, is that you feel the pressure. Yeah. So that's, that's the key difference to me that when I play survival horror, I feel less pressure, more just like fear generally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get as scared with the quick time ones as I feel like my decisions could meet, result in my death kind of a thing, mm-hmm. which yeah. is scary in itself, but it's a different type of scary, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, which I'm not as much a fan of, I still play some of them, but I'm not like crazy about mm-hmm. is like the, what I call the scary shooter style. It's horror more that is kind of like hack and slash. It's, a lot of enemies. I, I think another really good example of that is um is Dead Space 3 more so. I have Dead Space mm. 2 here. Um, actually, oh my god, I'm... look at that thing. Look yep. at it. Yep. I it's have this one. I, I couldn't even I played like a few hours of, of this and I actually don't like it. Like I'm I'm not into it at all. You know what? It's it's a little and, and here's the thing, and this is why in my mind I say to myself, okay, there are definitely there are definitely people who prefer that style and that's mm-hmm. fair. It's a, it's, it is a horror genre. It's a horror type of game. You know, yeah. there's a lot of games, like you said, Dying Light, and then I have Dead Island and there's even um, Dead Space, the way the, the series turned out, yeah. became more shooter style. Um, and I would also kind of throw into that category. It's more tangential horror, but things like Fallout. Yeah, I've uh, never played those. Yeah. These are, are are obviously less about, they're more post-apocalyptic, but there's some horror elements, mm. um, but they're more about shooting and things. They're less about like the actual scary elements of it. Yeah. So to that extent, not my biggest huge fan, but I still go to the original survival horror as my favorite, even if I, I and I agree with you then for me, the second would be the quick time. And speaking of the shooter. Let's not even go there. Let, let's just go back and focus on first person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually have this that I haven't, finished because it actually scared me oh so this one i have to get back to um i'm pretty sure it's first person these two i think were great they're very especially village the village the village village is very different in this series but it and if these two 
more village, I think, feels a little bit more shootery action, but it's still fun enough and scary enough. Like there were moments when I would just like kind of stand there or made the character stand there. Is it Ethan? And I'm like, do I go forward? I don't know. Like when you go to the Benedetto house, I'm like, (laughs) oh. Or when you see those like wheat fields and you know there are lichens, yes, like, I find them and you're like, yes. I see them, you know, but I know they're there. It's yes. terrible. That well, one's really scary. And I think this is a good part, a good moment to bring up um, with Resident Evil, the idea that these first three mm-hmm. tank style, they were a very unique game. Yeah, and they were the puzzle solving. The tank controls, the limited resources, the room crawling. You go from room to room or area to area. Back and um, forth. Back and forth, yeah. More restrictive maps. And then they changed it for Resident Evil 4. And I feel like um, one of the things when it when it changed to Resident Evil 4, I understand the series. That's why the first three were the tank controls. Those are the classics. I think yeah. ask any RE person. They probably would have said like, of the original fans of the originals would have said, you know what? I don't mind continuing those those three, like I or continue that style because we all enjoyed it. Yeah. But they switched for, for RE4. I think we all were okay with the switch and we enjoyed it as a game, but we missed the original style. Yeah. yeah. Which is why this game <clears throat> Oof. such a good game because it felt like a, a love letter to the original fans. Of the series that was like you know what we still know that you guys like this style and we still want to have this style and we're going to keep it and then you're right where the series began to diverge a bit because with re5 mm-hmm. here this is the one where i've always been a fan of resident evil but i'm i would be lying if i didn't say that there was a while that i, I checked out same you know? same and I mean, even at a time, I played some of the crazy weird ones like Gun Survivor and all these yes. like, yeah, very kind of outbreak and all these like weird mm-hmm. tangential ones. But when RE5 came out, I was so disgusted with what they had done to the series. Same. Because I, you're right. And I felt like it was no longer catering to the original fans. Whereas 4 still said, hey, we want to change the series to, to evolve it. And we want to bring new fans in. We also want to respect the original fans to an extent. Yeah. Five basically said, hey, you original fans, we don't give a shit about you. Pretty you much. Know? Pretty much. <clears throat> the horror went tacky. It was like bizarre. It was almost like kind of uh, clownish and like campy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Chris punching the boulder and then the weird, all these weird things. Yeah. And I felt like it was such heavy shooter element that I'm like, I get it that this is shooter horror and there are people who like this like we said before but i feel like it's no longer true to the series it got so bad that for me i never played six i still to this day haven't played it because i figure what's the, what's the point for me the story is off the rails i think it has practically nothing to do with the original idea of umbrella and raccoon city and the town and yeah. the actual core characters the shooting elements i'm not a fan of it's probably got all these kind of crazy bosses you know like wiggling I, I just you know and then the funny thing is yeah you mentioned revelations because when this game came out mm-hmm. it actually was a throwback the original to the originals more it was kind of what i envisioned for successor should have been like right yeah and i could tell that they still stuck to the format of 
we're like a shooter element first with some puzzle solving and some survival horror. And I began to feel a bit sad that yeah. the classic RE, yeah, that we had grown up with, that we had liked was out the window, mm-hmm. which is why <clears throat> I am so, <clears throat> sorry, appreciative of these games. Love it. These, love it. And these games are someone coming in saying, okay, I was a fan of the original. I get that it's not 1999, 2002, like we got up to the games, but these games aren't survival horror anymore. They're survival shooters or they're horror shooters. And that's right. fair. That's fine. It's its own thing. But we got to make a game that goes back to the survival horror elements and can still feel fresh. The fact that they remade these games and they updated them and they're beautiful to look at, but they're still fun. And there is survival horror and you have to manage your resources and you have to be smart. I have to say these have become some of my favorite Resident Evil games. I totally agree with you. So let me see. I played, I played five with you, actually. Mm -hmm. I think we played it co-op, if I'm not mistaken. We hated it. I played some of six, hated it. I, I didn't, I didn't finish the game. And same thing. I just didn't play Resident Evil anymore after that because I was disappointed and let down at what they were doing. Revelations, I have Revelations 2 now. Like that one is new to me. Revelations, the original, I think I actually, I played that, believe it or not, on the Game Boy at like the one with the 3DS, whichever version of that, go figure. That's where I played some of it. I thought that one was pretty good because that's the one on the ship, right? Yeah. So that one was pretty good, but it wasn't until this came out, Biohazard. Mm -hmm. And even then, I I I got the game. Actually, dad got the game because he bought it with VR. So I played it with VR for a little while. Very, very amazing in VR if you could stand playing a whole game like that. Um it's creepy, I can imagine. It's very creepy, especially at the beginning with the father following you around. Oh yeah. Oh, that must be oh, here is mine. It's a bit much. So initially, this game pissed me off because I'm like, what is this doing? But then I went back and played it again because I kept reading that it's one of the, it's really good, it's really scary. And I have to say, it had been a long time since I was scared again. Mm -hmm. And I thought Biohazard was extremely scary. It was very well done with the first person. It veers off of the main storyline, but not really. It's kind of like they remade the series with a fresh take for new fans, but brought old fans back. Right. Yep. A hundred percent. Then we got village, which like I said, kind of, it's like they, they tested it with biohazard. Now village is a little bit more actiony shooter, but it still had a lot of horror elements, especially, like I said, if you played the game, the Benedetto, I think I'm saying it right. The Benedetto house was really scary to me. You know, they have good elements, right. But then I think it was after Village or around the same time as Village. I buy these games kind of late, so I don't have a good timeline. Same, same. <laughs> but I have to agree with you, especially RE2, because I've said that that's my favorite game ever, and especially of the series. They remade it. They stayed true, but still made it fresh. Yes. Fun. Scary. Graphics are incredible. Like... Leon was cute back then. He's so much. Now. Yeah, so much more. <laughs> so much more. 
his little uniform too. I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, hey, RPD, look at you. But and the same, the problem with Nemesis is that it's way too short. I have to agree. Yeah. I was very disappointed with like the clock tower shit missing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff they could have. I'm surprised that they how this one turned out considering part two was so great. It's still fun. Like I would play this again. I'm playing RE2 now as it is, but now we're going back to the core and now they're releasing RE4 this year, Mm -hmm. which brings me to this little gem that I still have from the GameCube. So this is the original RE4. I pre-ordered this. Gorgeous. Then. It is. And, you know, I thought about getting rid of it. And I'm like, you know what? I think I had saved my birthday money. I know. I know. I My birthday money. I don't know. I paid for this myself, like as a kid or whatever. Yeah. And I remember when I went to pick it up at GameCube. Oops, I meant GameStop. I felt so cool. And now with the remake coming out, I'm really glad I kept it because, I mean, it's really cool. So the game is still in here, you know. And it comes with like a little art of Leon, yes. you know, sorry for the ring light and everything. But I mean, this was great. Oh, and of course, the little what is it like a little pamphlet? Yeah. Prologue. Yeah. Oh, that's the Claire from I think that's the exact same pose she has in Code Veronica. I think so. Or yeah, that has to be from Code Veronica. because I remember. Oh, yeah. It's just going through all the RE games, actually. Yeah, it is Code Veronica. Here we go. Yeah, because I think it's going through the whole series up until four. I mean, this is great. These are the little gems. And I loved RE4. And it was actually one of the games that we played together. I know I, I yeah, we, the three of you, Omar and I played. Yeah. So much fun replaying this one. But I have to say, I know people love it. It's not my favorite. Like, I enjoy it, but it's not my favorite. Like, I think. A lot of people are. Because it leans into the shooter elements, I think, right. a little too much for us. I and think so. Whereas I, I, and I think the reason why you like this one so much is because this one did the opposite. It has some of the shooter elements, but right. it leans towards the survival horror more. Exactly. And yeah, that's that ratio, whatever they did to balance it for Resident Evil 2. Yeah. And 3, which is just because it's shorter. It's That's the only reason why I think it's a little inferior, per se. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was a perfect balance where mm-hmm. it's fun, it's fresh, it's exciting. Like you said, and it has the shooter because obviously I don't want tank. Nobody's saying let's bring back right six bullets, and you're like, why did you take six bullets to kill? Oh my you god! Know? But they still do in this remake, dude. I'm I was playing but, last night, and I'm like, hello. <laughs> but you can target the head and True. the limbs. Right, and, not and, like before. <laughs> well, we know how glorious it was when you shot a zombie and it went, and you're like, yes, I only have to use two bullets. You know, you're like, so good, so good. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna throw a curveball for you in a second. I'm, I'm ready. But I did want to say one thing, which was, um, when they did the remakes, I was very happy that they stayed, that they taxed that. I agree with you about Resident Evil Three. I think it is a bit of a travesty because. For Resident Evil 2, they actually added content. They added a lot of stuff. And if they, they did add things for, for, you know, 3. They changed a lot of things around. But, like, the whole Chief Irons part from 2, that yeah. was really creepy. And his little back 
It's really creepy. Yeah. So those are the kind of good additions. Why didn't they add to three, which is already a shorter RE game as it is anyway. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I, I just feel like at a minimum, game should be at a minimum 12 to 15 hours at a minimum. It's really inexcusable. Yeah. To pay full price or you know now 70 bucks for a game that gives you seven, eight hours of play. Like, yeah, come on. That's not okay. You yeah. Know? That's where I was going to go with the prices of games. I agree. Like, don't give me. And if you really want to, you could probably beat Nemesis in three or four hours. I'm sure that I think there are people who beat it in that amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. Speed so. running it like in three hours. And that's, yeah. it's just not. And, and, you know, the funny thing is then she mentioned this because they are doing four. Mm-hmm. These games feel like a spinoff series to me almost. They yeah. feel like it's part yeah. of the Resident Evil universe, but I actually am now in my mind, because I'm such a fan of the originals like you, I think of like two and three and oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. I cannot believe that we totally forgot this and I will get to it in a second, but I have a lot of thoughts going on in my head. <laughs> I just want to say one thing, which is four was a great game. I'm excited that they're remaking it. I'm excited that, but there's something about this game that I love. Yes. And it's underrated. Underrated. It is. It, it, yeah. So the funny thing is, because people say, well, I like Resident Evil, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, you like Resident Evil 4, big deal. You know, because I don't feel like you're true fans. <laughs> but if you mention this game, I'm like, I know, I know yeah. you know your shit. Because it's not a mainline game, but it's right. also not a side game. It was like, it was built for the Dreamcast, which yep. nobody had as much. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, it wasn't until this port that it probably got a lot more audience. Yeah. And we're talking about Resident Evil Code Veronica. Code Veronica, yeah. Um, and the funny thing is that the storyline felt very different. It was very, <laughs> there is a certain subgenre of horror, which I like because it's not scary. It's not graphic. It's disturbing. Yes. Disturbing elements of it. Yep. The, the relationship between the brother and sister, the Alfred, Alfred and, 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 and Alexia, I think. Right. Alexia, yeah. Yeah. The cruelty they have towards their father and everything, and yep. with the bug scene pulling off. I mean, and just obviously, then he's, he's like becoming his sister because he's obsessed. Like all that weirdness and the weirdness of their house, right? Being so extravagant, it was such a great. It was such a great game that yeah. I feel like was underrated. And I was really hoping when they were announcing what was going to be the next one they were going to remake, I was really hoping it was going to be this one. I get for four because it's the cash cow. It's their big famous one. Whatever. Yeah. My hope is if they continue to do the remakes, if four sells really well, that this is the next one that they do. I hope so. I hope so. I I feel like five is so far gone anyways. I don't really care to go back to Africa and to wherever it took place. In, in I, just, I just don't care about all of that. Unless they totally reworked the game from the ground up. And, the, and I mean, it's not even the same game at that point. I would much rather than redo Code Veronica. Um, Agree. And just basically leave five and six as like the the dead stepchildren that are just in the corner and nobody cares about. But I cannot believe we forgot to mention when talking about remakes, what has to be the gold standard for remakes of any game I have ever seen. I will say this through and through again, the remake of Resident Evil 1 for the GameCube. I was just going to go there too, because I can't believe we forgot it. I can't and, believe we forgot it. <laughs> and I 
until recently, I unfortunately sold it. I had it still. I know. I have it somewhere, but that's harder to find. It's somewhere in the closet. That is the ultimate remake. And I think because of the success of that remake, which is on the premium game catalog, by the way. With Zero. with uh, Tied to Zero, too. Yeah, which was... I like Zero. People don't talk about it, but I liked it. It's, it's okay. It's like, yeah, it's like Code Veronica. It's like an underrated... Yeah. Nobody thinks of it as like the mainline series, even though it right. is technically part of it. Yeah. It's just because it was the prequel. Yeah. Um, I will say it was a little difficult at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made that one hard, and I was like, Ooh, even for yeah. me, that this is hard. Yeah. Um, but the remake... But that remake was... I mean, that, that game was fucking scary. It really scary. was. The graphics were, I mean, it was so great to see that mansion upgraded. It holds up now. It still holds up. Does it? I haven't seen it in a while, so. I played it recently. I played that, the the PlayStation one. Yeah. And I was like, like, wow, these graphics hold up. Because it's beautiful. Because literally the backgrounds, the mansion comes to life. They added the sections with Lisa Trevor. They added a lot of new puzzles, the Crimsons. They added so much. Yeah, I had never seen a game up until that point. I think that was actually the first like remake, really. I think of I think so. I think so. Yeah. And they basically said, Yeah, from the ground up, we are redoing this. I'm lying, twin snakes may have been the first remake I'm remembering. Middle Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Well, we can count this one for horror. Yeah, but here's the thing: this remake, it was such a I mean, a gorgeous upgrade. I was in love playing it. I was terrified. I was in love. I felt like it was, it stayed so true to the original. It stayed so true to everything. Um, and but added people, elements to it. Added at, at a time when they came out with Resident Evil, 4, Resident Evil 4 and they could have gone the opposite direction. They yeah. stuck to the classic formula. They basically told the fans, we are making this remake for you. Fans of the original. Yep. This is for you. And I loved 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 that remake yeah so me much. Too. it's so yeah. good i played that one a few times because it's so good it's so good and and so you know where the series goes from here i mean like i said i had fun with these they're, they're fun i don't consider them in the same mode as right. resident evil right like it's not that you know it's like its own entity also yeah, yeah. um they're fun but i w- i would be remiss in, in saying i you know would love for them to continue the style and formula of RE2 and RE4. And, you know, Agreed. obviously, if, yeah, if they do Code Veronica after, I don't know where they go next, right? Um, but I just, because I the weird thing is, if I'm being honest, as much as I loved the style, I don't know if I would want a retreading of the first one in that same graphical style because they're mm-hmm. really so good, you know? And yeah, and, and the GameCube's graphics, which, by the way, props to the GameCube were way ahead of its time. It was. It really, really was. I'm proud of Nintendo. Good for you. Yeah. Well, it's it was the worst selling cause. <laughs> I know, which is so sad. And the little disc, so remember, was a little, little disc. disc. Yeah, so cute, um, the little disc. But, but yeah. um, I would love to see a Code Veronica. Well, I mean, it's Code Veronica X got yeah. added later. X is um, just the for the PlayStation one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played it recently, actually, um, from the PlayStation, um store well I actually bought it now it's it's in the game catalog because I just subscribed but and it still looks great it's and it's still a super fun game 
And yep. it's cool to see Claire again because I feel like we see Chris the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's fun to see Claire. Jill is my favorite. So I'm always going to be pro like, where's Jill at? Let's have some more Jill in our lives. It was great, but they ruined her so badly later on. They made her like bizarre. And I'm like, this is not Jill. This was not Jill from the original. Jill, yeah. I love what they did with Resident Evil 3 because they mm-hmm. made Jill feel so real. Yeah. She had an attitude. She had a bit of sass. Yeah. But she was still Jill, she was still vulnerable. She was still afraid. She was still trying to figure it out. The the new Jill with the blonde hair was just, just yeah. weird. I was like, I'm like, why are we doing this? But why? Yeah, why? Yeah. But so out of all the horror games you have played, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, or, you know, all the uh, Until Dawn, anything, what do you, for you, which one is the scariest that you've ever played? Uh, Okay. So there is a, so, okay. It's a tough one. I will tell you the truth. If if we're going by the scariest, right? And we still talk about Silent Hill. And before I forget, there's a few other games I have to mention. We will talk about too. Is Dead Space Mm -hmm. and um, Alan Wake, or two other like tangential. Yeah. Um, Also, The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Yep. And now the most recent one, Callisto Project, as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Played yet Bloodborne, which is like kind of gothic horror. There's a lot of other things. Yeah. But. I know you haven't played this one yet, I don't think, but I have to say this game was terrifying. Ooh. Oh my God. So it's it's on sale on the PlayStation store. I would buy it. Get it. The graphics are a little bit dated now. That's okay. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, but but it is terrifying because I've heard. what it is it's just like with the remakes with having uh mr x and the tyrant you know oh god uh-huh <laughs> what it is is or sorry nemesis what it is with this one is you are you are outgunned by the alien like you, you cannot face the alien you you, you know you're just yeah. elaine what is your name elaine or something i don't remember what your name is <laughs> Some, something with an e i don't remember but the point is you are Totally outgunned. So you genuinely fear the alien. If the alien finds you, the alien kills you. Mm-hmm. So you spend half your time terrified every time you turn a corner, every time you go into a room, that the alien is coming. And then when you see it pinging on you, you are freaking out because you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it is. It's a oh, ship. God. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And you have to hide. And when you hide, you don't know if it's going to find you. It is just genuinely terrifying. And from a scary perspective, that game was just like, I was holding my breath half the time. I was genuinely terrified. Like that is, is it a first person. It is first person. Okay. And the alien this is not- alien isolation, by the alien way. Yes. yes. I will say without giving too much away, there is a change in the game and the latter half is not as fun as the first half. Okay. It is not as terrifying but the yeah. first half is just the first biggest chunk of the game is just absolutely terrifying it's a nice throwback to that 70s style like sci-fi as well the beep, okay the green screens and the yeah. you know, noises it's it's really well done that has to be my scariest game quick uh follow-up so probably this one this one was really creepy game yeah so yeah the evil within. So I I had it and I got rid of it too because I didn't like the 
it was creepy from the little bit that I played it, but I didn't like the style, like the gameplay style. I wasn't it's hard, yeah. it's very hard. And while I don't mind games being challenging, don't get me wrong, but I also don't want to struggle because I mean, the whole point of this is to have fun too. Yeah. At, that one was like more pissing me off. Like I kept dying and I'm like, Oh, forget it. Like this isn't going to work for me. So unfortunately I never did get to play it, but I've heard that it's very scary. It's, it's just very creepy. It's, it, mm. it, it really is. So, and we could probably even segue into this in a second too, after we get your answer. But whereas Resident Evil was survival horror, but always a bit more shootery, Silent Hill, and, and less, more horror, like survive, zombie yeah. horror, like less like <laughs> creepy, disturbing, like yeah. what is going on horror. Silent Hill is, Silent Hill is for gamers, I think, when people say they like fantasy games, like like RPGs, and they play yeah. Final Fantasy or whatever, you know, and then there's those who are like, I play Dragon Quest, and you're like, what is Dragon Quest? Like, right? It's the more niche fantasy. That to me is there's the horror gamers that like Resident Evil, and then there are those that play Silent Hill, yeah, who play like the true freaky, bizarre, mm-hmm. weird horror. And this is the spiritual successor to Silent Hill. Okay. Because Silent Hill is also quite tough at times. Um, it is. You don't have a lot of ammo. You don't have a lot of weapons. You're just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. at the mercy of everything. That's kind of what this is. Okay. So to that extent, you know, this was a creepy game, and it, it follows that same that same concept essentially. Because Silent Hill, um, which we're also getting a remake this year, I'm very excited about this, and After I'm actually. Drama. Yeah, I know, and I'm actually really scared to replay that because. I've only played it with you guys with like our group Um, and we would, you know, play it at night lights out, whatever. Um, There are games that I get very scared with. And that one is definitely what I'm anxiously excited and scared to play because it'll be, you know, alone in the dark. There is one game. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you yet, but outlast outlast. Yeah. I've never played it. So I have that one for the switch. Why? Because it was like on super sale at the Nintendo store. So I bought it. I bought that one and Amnesia, which I know is one game that you've mentioned. I haven't played it yet either, but it's on there waiting. Outlast, I've only been able to play two hours of it because I think it's so scary. You have no weapon and you're basically a reporter in an insane asylum. And all you have is your night vision camera and you have to just run away from everything. But the visuals of the like scary people are very frightening and the noise, like the sound design is great. Like, I think you might like it. It's, it's, I, yeah. me, it's very scary. Um, So the reason I haven't finished playing is because I'm too scared to finish playing it kind of thing. Like it's, it's Let's really well done. We should play it together. We ha- That's something you have. I think it's funner to play with somebody because yeah. It's just, it's so dark. It's it's really well done. I think it is another like well-known game. I think there's a few of them out now. Eventually I hope to finish it. But after that, so yet again, kind of like Resident Evil, I know Silent Hill 2 is very popular, but I actually found 3 scarier. When we played it, I thought 3 had a lot of disturbing elements to it. Visually, with the you know, with a lot of stuff, it's never left my mind. Like those two games have been the scariest that have left an impression 
for me um, because of being defenseless. Right. Yeah. And you're being and you're defenseless in Silent Hill. Yeah, you have a weapon, but it's still like it's not a combat game no. by any means. It's like a stick. Oh. And the enemies right. are like the nurses. Oh, my God. I know. Terrifying. Those nurses are scary. I mean, they're famous. Pyramid Head is famous. Mm-hmm. Um, So those two games, I'd be really interested in seeing how like that you should play Outlast and see how you feel about that one. Well, and, you know, we could take a minute to talk about Silent Hill because. Mm-hmm. It really is like another, the other pillar of like classic horror, I feel yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And it's, excuse me, it's interesting because it's a series that I feel like not a lot of people have been able to appreciate now because it really fell off the wayside. Like mm-hmm. there's the funny thing is I was just actually looking this up because I was curious. There's a lot of Silent Hill games. So there are. There's there Silent Hill, really yeah, released 1999 for the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill 2 released PlayStation and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill 3, PS2. And then there was Silent Hill 4, The Room, Silent Hill Origins, Silent Hill Homecoming, Silent Hill Shattered Memories, Silent Hill Downpour, you know? there were, And then there were all these, like, Silent Hill Arcade, Silent Hill Mobile, Silent Hill The Escape, Silent oh, Hill... Oh, wow. Origin, one, okay. two, three... Silent Hill HD, like there's Silent Hill Book of Memory, Silent Hills. There was a canceled Silent Hill, which is the drama one. Mm-hmm. And by Daylight Silent Hill, there's so many Silent Hill things. And That's yet, crazy. but the series feels like nobody really knows anything about, has known anything about it for the past like 10 years in mainstream culture. Right. right. So I think it's interesting because Silent Hill, the first one, we didn't play it until after Silent Hill 2 ironically mm-hmm. yeah yep because of the popularity of silent hill 2 and we played it on the xbox mm-hmm. went back played it with caesar at his house the first one you know which is funny because i feel like when you play the first one after playing the second one the first one isn't as good as the second one it's no one of those games where like the second kind of improved everything like very resident evil right where yeah. they, the sequel made, is better yeah, yeah amazing yeah. sequel and then i love three too i know three gets some crit- critics um, but overall, I think three had a decently positive reception and I liked three, especially because it was on the PS2. Yeah. So there was the graphical jump mm-hmm. and the monsters and the boots and all, I mean, just creepy. Yeah. The clown, the clowns, the bunnies, the bunnies, remember the bunnies? Yes. Yes. Crazy. It was good. Then ironically, unlike Resident Evil that went in a different direction, Silent Hill stayed with its style, but it went to the room. Yeah, I didn't like the room. Now, you guys, you and Caesar played it. I watched you play some of it. I played some on my own, but I just remember thinking, "This, this doesn't feel like Silent Hill." It didn't. I think I think Caesar liked it. I I was just entertained by it, but it didn't yeah. feel like Resident Evil Six and Five and Six. It just felt like a total departure from Silent Hill as a whole. I was like, you could title this something else. But now why? Why do you feel like it was so different? Because, well, one, it was first person, I think. If I remember, the room was first person. You see? If I'm, I get this weird feeling that it was, and it's no, like, it, it is not. or wasn't. It wasn't? It was no. Oh, okay. I thought I'm it seeing, was. I'm seeing a picture now, and it's showing, um, like, it's it's not like a person. Like a person? Okay. Yeah, a person hitting with an axe. Oh, okay. Because the thing with Silent Hill, at least for me, I'm looking for the environment. 
right? Yes. I'm looking for the town or just the setting and mm-hmm. the, you know, walking out and it's fog everywhere, the creepy dark quarters, the the creature design. But this one, I mean, I don't even remember if there's creatures in it, but you're just in this like room and it's not, I don't even remember if it was like an old looking room. It seemed modern. It was like a think. regular room, yeah. Right, so you're not even like making it look old, like a lot of things do in Silent Hill. So I just think the whole environment didn't even match what Silent Hill stands for, I think, for most people, which is that the environment that the character is in is fucked. (laughs) And the funny thing is, so that's one of the things about horror that I like is the environment. Yeah. I mean, whether it's this game, Mm -hmm. which has an unbelievable environment, or... Please excuse my like really bootleg GameStop copy of Alan Wake. Oh my god, I have a bootleg copy too. Mine, my PlayStation version is in a Minecraft case. In a Minecraft case? Because I bought it used and they're like, yeah. I don't have a case. I'm like, just put it in anything. Oh, um, whatever, yeah. Yeah, whether then, it's that or yeah. even this one, like the environment okay. is yeah. what makes the game too, because it adds that element. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think with the room, I was like, there is no environment. And the story just didn't seem to make any sense. Really. It didn't seem to. I don't know if we ended up beating it. I I mean, it's so long UNC's ago. Yeah, you and Caesar. I think he did. Okay. And we did try one of those other ones after. Because I remember one of them was like in an orphanage. Homecoming. I Homecoming. Homecoming, yeah. I know I he and I played that. I think you were there too. Yeah. And I remember Homecoming. And I... Oh, Origins. It was Origins. Origins. Okay. With, with Travis Grady. Yeah, 2007. Yeah, that one we played. Uh, Downpour, I think we tried, and that one was really, really bad. I've actually never played Downpour, but I've heard a lot of people say just not Yeah, good. so I think that was with Caesar that we we tried, and even he was like, this this game sucks kind of yeah. thing. But- oh, and- Silent Hill F is coming out too. There's there's like four Silent right. Hills that are coming out. Now yeah. all of a sudden there's a bunch and I'm for it. Like I will obviously always try these things. Um, I can't wait for two, like I said. Um, and I agree. The, the whole thing with horror in general, whether it's a movie, a show or a game, I think the environment has a lot to do with it. The Last of Us, since I'm replaying it now, I mean... I love just walking around. Well, first yeah. of all, I don't know about you. I think you're, you're one of these. I am... I search in games. I I'm always looking for um, documents and ammo and supply. Used to reward you. You used to go off crazy corners and find things, and you were like, "Yes, I'm." So the classic thing about the Resident Evils is you would just click on random locations and sometimes find ammo or find an herb when it was like there was nothing there. Like it was it was reward the gamer for searching. Yeah. And I, I miss that they don't do that in games as much anymore now. No, like, they don't. And they there don't. are times, yeah, where they build all these huge areas. And I'm like, well, there's got to be something here. Nothing. Nothing. Why did you build that? Why? What? what? Right? My, and my something that really pisses me off, and this happens in RE games and The Last of Us, you open a drawer and it's empty. Why the fuck did you trick me? God, <laughs> yeah. Like, what is the point of this? You know? I need ammo. You just tricked me. How dare yeah. you? At least just don't put anything there. Just don't have a drawer. Don't have a drawer. Don't let me open it because in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, this is it. I'm getting ammo. No, nope. yeah. it's nope. just empty. I get that. So I've never and, understood that either, but. No. And I want to say one thing about Silent Hill. So looking at Homecoming and Downpour, I think I know what happened to Silent Hill. 
And that is, as much as I might want to criticize RE4, I do agree with the fact that Resident Evil needed a formula refresh. Mm-hmm. It had three games already. It did the same style. Yeah. Games need to evolve. Mm-hmm. If they don't, like shows, they can become stale. Let's just be honest. You know? Right. No one wants to play the same game over 15 times. Like, at a certain point, you're kind of like, all right, you know, whatever. It's the same old thing. Yeah. I don't necessarily like the direction that Ari took when it went four and five and six, but I understood it had to change. And then, of course, now it's like tracked, you know, and, and come back. Yeah. Silent Hill never changed. Mm. Fortunately, yeah, what happened was it began to get stale. It got so stale that by the end of it, we're like, who cares? Like downpour. Who cares? Who cares? It's the same exact elements. There's nothing different. I'm not scared by this because I'm not impressed. You right. know, the funny thing is to me, the legacy of Silent Hill isn't even the Silent Hill series anymore, which has gone off the rails, except excluding the new ones. It's yeah. the fact that you have like Alan Wake and the evil within you have other series that took the idea of the creepy horror, this one with the fog and the flashlight, having to use it yep. just to, to survive. And this Get one, around. With the yeah. yeah, they took that theme and they ran with it and they created new things with it in different basically gameplay styles. And it brings me to what was the original spiritual successor to Silent Hill, which was PT, which was terrifying. Which I never had the pleasure of playing, but you did. I still have it. Yeah. Because I have not gotten rid of it off of the PS4 and it's still technically downloaded onto the system because they yanked it. Yeah. Which was such a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Because so my understanding and in the comment section, y'all can go crazy if you want to, to, to correct me. My understanding is they were going to remake it. Then there was, they were going to use Norman Reedus from the walking dead as the actual like character. I read that too. Yep. Yeah. And there was a breakdown between Guillermo del Toro and, and I think Hiro Kojima and Konami or however the whole thing broke down. And they basically just pulled it and they said, you know what, this is done. So PT left as a result of that because PT was to get you like excited yeah. over this thing. And then it was on the back burner. Now, several years later, right, all of a sudden, all these Silent Hills are coming out. I, I'm guessing either Konami, who I think still owns the IP, has decided to just reboot it with a whole different set of people. I don't know what the exact thing is behind that now. Yeah. I thought PT and Gilbert could have been a nice reboot. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill F and all the whatever things for Silent Hill. But but I challenge them to do what they did with Resident Evil 2 and they remade it. Yeah. They are remaking Silent Hill 2. Yeah, And I challenge them to do with Silent Hill F to make it something a bit different. Agreed. Yeah, the classic core Silent Hill, creepy, terrifying experience, but do something that will make this game feel like, wow, okay, this is great. Resident Evil did it. Other series have done it. Make this game special. Because I I even look at, for example, The Last of Us took post-apocalyptic and redid it. Yeah, they made it a story about a father and daughter, sort of. Another, not father and daughter, but the the, the bond between right, them. The bond, yeah, yeah, and it added a new element, the fungus and the clickers, and it it made it less about sometimes them and more about the people too and the mm-hmm. emotional. Like it took that genre and it really kind of created a great game. Whereas like Dead Island and Dying Light and all these zombie things are starting to stale out, but mm-hmm. that one kept it fresh. And I and I feel like. 
this series has to do that. If it doesn't achieve that, Silent Hill is dead, for me at least. I don't want to have another 15 games come out that are just sad or whatever, you know. Or the same. Or the same, yeah. And I agree. And I I have a feeling this is coming from a place of, oh, we're watching Resident Evil come back up. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like it was laying low and now it's having like a renaissance again for us, our generation that grew up loving it and attracting new fans, the purpose of remakes. So I think they're going, hmm. We know fans have been asking for more Silent Hill. I think, and I know I've thought this, why haven't they remade Silent Hill like they did Resident Evil? Like what's taking them going so to. long? Yeah, right. they were going to, and then it all fell apart. Right, but now it looks like they, they're they taking the success of Resident Evil 2 remake. Because I think out of the remakes that, besides the original GameCube one, this is very successful from what I'm yeah. understanding. Part 2... Huh? And they're hoping four is going to be their big, big one too. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I think that one, and I hope it is because I all I want is for these series to continue and bring us more. So we need it to be successful, but good. You know, kind of like what you're saying. So I'm hoping Silent Hill Two is like RE Two. You bring us the remake with something fresh. Mm -hmm. You know, you just upgrade the visuals, obviously, maybe add things to make it feel fresh, but we still feel the nostalgia. But with the other ones, do something unique, kind of like Biohazard and Village. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's still in the same universe. I like how you put that, but it's it's a spinoff to experiment for newcomers or even to have old fans experience something new. But then you Mm -hmm. still have the grounding foundation of the remake. To make or, yeah, happy. Or like Code Veronica, where it was yeah. not the same tank from the original, but they did not make it like RE4. They kept it in its own kind of unique lane. Right. But I would tell anybody, Code Veronica is very different from RE3. They they take oh, different yeah. paths. Yeah. But yeah. it's still Resident Evil. It's still got the core mm-hmm. values of it. Also, special shout out to um Dead Space. Um okay. Dead Space. This was one of the funnest games we all played together. Fun. Yes. I have. So I'm let's be honest. I'm scared of everything. So everything scares me. Right. But there's some there's something about space, which is why I'm very interested in playing Alien Isolation. But space is scary to me. I know there's people that are very excited about this potential of like it looks like we're going to start going into space or whatever. Part of this project. Yeah. I don't. I think space is very scary, and that's probably due to horror movies. You know, it's yeah. it's not like if you get lost in a forest, you might run into a village or a town. In space, you're fucked. Like, it, it's over. You know, right. and that alone ha- has this extra dread. And Dead Space is so genius in fun, because it's, it's a shooter, right? Mm-hmm. But the scare... They they really meshed shooter and scare very yes. well with this game. And we had a lot of fun playing this thing. I yeah. mean, we were Tons all terrified. Fun. We were laughing and screaming and like, oh, my God, the creatures were fun. We've seen a ton of space movies by the time we watched uh, uh, played Dead Space, but it still felt new and refreshing. And you know what the funny thing is? I actually characterized Dead Space very similar to this game. To, 
That's Bioshock 2. Hold on. Which I still Bioshock. have to play. I haven't played Bioshock. You would love Bioshock. I've heard. The funny thing is, they're essentially very similar concept, right? This is underwater. This is space. Right. You're isolated from things. Yeah. It's the environment. In this case, it's the kind of futuristic Ishimura, the propaganda, the cult, this and that. And this one, yeah. obviously, is the underwater, the 50s theme, the yeah. kind of creepiness of it all. Mm-hmm. And I think what it, this is the genre that it's scary. Well, this one more. This one's not really precisely scary, but it's kind of like a fun horror, if that makes yes, sense. Like a popcorn yeah. horror. Like popcorn horror. Yeah. It's yeah. a certain kind of horror game where you're not like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like it's 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 not this. And it's not right. there's, it, there's like a certain kind of fun quality to it. I, yes. I also would probably throw Alan Wake in there at the same time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just like an interesting, like you said, popcorn horror where you're kind of having fun. It's creepy. It's, it's good, but you're and what it is. They merge the shooting. This, this is actually, this is what I thought RE4 should have been like to me, which yeah. is finding that great balance. And the funny thing about this one is that it's not, there's, you don't use ammo as much, I think, cause you have the, the, the gun thing. So it's not really as much the ammo but it's, it's having to shoot off the limbs. It's yes. being precise. It's knowing that you can't just go blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I do feel like with the second one, they turned a bit more towards the shooter. Yeah, Still they good. did. Still good, but, but yeah. By the third one. I, I didn't even play the third one. I, didn't, but I saw the reviews and they said it went full shooter. And I thought, well, there goes another series, full there, shooter. There it know? goes. There it goes. <laughs> Had a good run. By the way, same thing with Bioshock. I, I really like Bioshock 2 as, as well, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Not as much as the first one, but I still like Bioshock 2. I play I've this. heard. Um, they know. always do the same thing because they see the, the success of the shooter, I think, and then go in that I direction. Yeah, I, I feel like in my mind, in my opinion, they misconstrue it where I'm like, mm-hmm. you're not understanding the survival horror aspect. You're not understanding the precision aspect. You're not understanding it. You're just thinking of it as a shooter. And as a result, yeah. you can make these crappy IPs afterwards where I'm like, although... Right. I, I haven't played it yet. I have it to play, but I've heard very good things about this game. Um, it's very much like Dead Space. And you know, oh yeah, they 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 basically, which is so ironic that Dead Space remake is coming out or it came out. It came Just, out already, like yeah. a few weeks after that one. But, but the, the irony that literally it is Dead Space practically. It was the yeah. colony as opposed to the ship, but in the same stasis. And um, yeah. I will say it also has Josh Duhamel. I know it does. I know um, that he voices it and the character looks pretty much like just him. like yeah. him. Yeah. I was like, Oh, Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel like, um, you know, it, I, I hope that, that there are, I, I still think there is a lane for that popcorn horror, mm-hmm. but, but my only fear with it is, is it, it is a dicey, a dicey lane to go too too shootery. You lose me. Yeah, but then if you get to be too horror element, like sort of survival horror elementy, you lose some of the funness of it. Right, right. So you have to track in that middle lane. It's the Alan Wake's. It's the RE2 remake. It's the uh, Dead Space, the original Dead Space. Dead Space. Yeah, it's that nice lane of this is still fun, but it's yeah. still a shooter, and and I like the balance of the two. It's it's it is a it is a hard lane to go in, but I think there is a horror lane for that that style. Which brings me to a game that I feel like 
well, you didn't play it. So you're an example that I don't feel a lot of people played Dino Crisis. No, I I think they need to remake that. <laughs> so I hope they do since we're in this era of remake. But I don't know if it was that popular. I don't even think you can find it anymore, which is really sad to me because I would replay it even in like PlayStation oh, one. But that I mean, it's it's Resident Evil with dinosaurs. So just the dinosaur aspect of it gave it that popcorn popcorn horror element to it because it was survival horror it was the same thing the item box with different puzzles but you were being chased by dinosaurs like it's so silly but it was really cool and i really like the main characters uh regina was her name with the red hair um so that one is one of those that it would be great if they remade it but i doubt they will which really sucks it's hard Um, yeah it is hard, but Dead Space, I think you're right. It's like the one that really stays in that lane because you have survival horror because there's a lot of going back and forth in that mm-hmm. game. You upgrade your weapons, you upgrade your suit, which is always fun when he upgraded his suit. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. You yeah. still have a good story. That game is super dark, which adds dark, to yeah. um, how scary it is, but it also presents something fun like with the stasis and just adding those space elements. Yes, being on a spaceship, going from section to section, you know, the medical bay, then the plant area, like, it's yeah, cool. It's always fun. And I have to say, I had never played Alan Wake until this year, and that game was surprisingly so fun it's and fun. good. Um, and the setting is campy. It's the, the, yeah. the and everything, and the diners, and it's just, it's a cool setting. Super, and I... I believe a part two is coming out this year. Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited. I did want to say one thing, which was a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this? And, and and keep in mind, you now versus the you when you were younger. Okay. Oh, I like these. <laughs> what do you prefer more? The original Ari style where you had to save with mm-hmm. and you had to prioritize your saving, which added a new element mm-hmm. or the more modern one where you don't have to prioritize um, saving uh, ink or with the ink ribbons. Ink ribbon. um, so you can save as many times as you want or the other style of gaming where you can save whenever there's, you don't even have to go to a safe spot. You can just save whenever, wherever you'd like. What, what do you prefer? And do you, miss any of the old elements from a horror perspective of being unable to save or having to ration your saving. So I definitely think the ink ribbon adds horror because I remember running out Mm -hmm. and being like, what am I going to do now? And it's very unnerving and uncomfortable to be so far in a game and not be able to save. Mm-hmm. So I would say for the horror element, I think it is more challenging and scary to be limited. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't want to say or admit that I prefer that, but I think it works better for horror element. What I do like, I like the middle. I like in the remakes, um, and I think even in Biohazard and, and Village, yeah, I like having the ability to have a save room like you can't just like the last of us i can save wherever i'm at yeah i like the ability to still go somewhere because it still adds that kind of anxiety of like okay i gotta i gotta go and find a save room but i think i i prefer the ink ribbon because it adds more layer to it what about you agreed 
Yeah. The older I get, the less patience I have. <laughs> I think that's normal. <laughs> the, the, the more that I'm just like, I just want to be able to save, you know, I need to go. Like I have, I've got stuff to do, yeah. but like you said, if you can save whenever you do lose a, an element of horror, like it's just not the same when you're not as pressured to being like, I need to save, like yeah. I, you know, I'm going to lose, et cetera. But at the same time, the modern me is like, I don't want to have to ration my saves because that's mm-hmm. an extra element where I just want to enjoy the playing. So I right. like the middle ground, like you said. But I will say that one of the classic things, the classic, classic things that both Resident Evil did and that the Evil Within save room music. Oh my goodness. When you heard, when you open a door and you Hallelujah. hear. Hallelujah. Yep. Like yep. in Resident Evil, or you hear Claire de Lune is the one that they play in, uh, in Evil Within. You feel so grateful. You feel so relieved. You're just like, I can take a breather. I can yep. relax. It's yep. going to get me. I'm safe. You learned the location of those save rooms. Let me tell you something. I could draw you a map to every save room where I'm like, I know exactly where that save room is. Yep. Going to and from save room to save room, you know, um, <laughs> it is, it is something psychological where mm-hmm. when you have a dedicated room, you know where you're safe. You know, you know, oh, yeah. where you know, because nothing can go in there. Even the tyrant can't go. I in know. There. I know. And that is so creepy when he could come up and you're just like, oh, my God, run, run, run. And he's that guy. Oh, my God. Close the door and you're like, oh. oh, my God, he's really scary. And like his footsteps are scary because he mm-hmm. sounds like he's behind you, but he's really probably on the floor above you. I mean, it's brilliant. It's terrifying mm-hmm. to me. And it's very like, oh, my God, I hate this. But it is genius because it really that's what made that fresh in Mm -hmm. re2 is that you're like oh my god this is amps up the game um but yeah so you're right though like in the older version of us because we don't have patience and we're just like all right we got to go i like and but that's why i like the middle at least i know where it is and i don't need an ink ribbon but for the full experience it is better to have the ink ribbon um, you know what game we have not mentioned because I don't think you've played it. I played it with Caesar and it actually is scary is fatal frame. Did you play that one? No, but that I remember now with the camera. Yes. I remember. With the camera. You guys played, I watched you play some of it. Some of yes, it. I remember that one is, I think it's on the PlayStation store or it's part of the membership now too. one of them. Um, because yeah. I think that one's kind of like, that outlast vibe um blair witch where you don't really have a weapon you're just there yeah yeah (laughs) and that one's actually really scary i think that one's a little bit more underrated um right yeah yeah that one's pretty good because you get a lot of good jump scares out of that one because it's ghosts and that's like japanese horror yeah so i was gonna mention this game isn't as much horror horror but it's it's kind of in the same universe is um aiko never heard of that one yeah, so it's kind of a nice piece of ghosts, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see here. I think it's, the, it's this one right here. Ooh, that's scary yeah. looking. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is it's it is a pretty good game. And, and it's part of that, like, kind of creepy, almost like 
Japanese-esque horror. Yeah, J-horror, I think, is what... Horror, yeah, which is yeah. more common in movies, but there are definitely games that have veered into that yeah. kind of... Which and you guys... Have... Too... No, go ahead. Because you also played another game with Caesar that I remember, something Eternal Darkness or something. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. on the GameCube. Um, That one was really weird. That was good. It was a different kind of horror. It was survival horror as well. Um, and kind of like psychedelic because it had to do with like memory and going back and forth in time. And that was a freaky one. I don't remember too many details about that one, but another underrated one was yeah. that one, which leads me to the next thing is that I've noticed now because I've I've looked into it. There are way more horror games for computer. Yes. Than, than console games. Computer was the OG horror platform. Um, mm. I think Phantasmagoria was an old, old oh, one. Do you know about that game? Do I know about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. your mom has a copy of it, remember? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. I That game freaked me out when I was little. Probably now it's like, whatever. But that but was a creepy game. That was creepy yeah. as hell. Even the beginning, like just the menu had creepy, gothic, weird mm -hmm. music. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh my and God. I think Amnesia was originally a PC style game. Yes. Yes. Um, one of the the first horror PC game that I played was Fear with that mm. little creepy girl. That was actually really creepy in the special units and the yeah. slowing of time. That was a really creepy game I remember that I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. But there's and definitely more in that realm that they look great. And now with Steam too, they make it a lot more accessible to be able yeah. to get those. Those are the hard things that if you didn't have a strong enough computer in the past, it kind of just felt like... Uh, it's a bit of a waste and with console Correct. we have the consoles but you're right pc and also a lot of um mobile games have some creepy like mobile style ones that kind of are like very niche in the background yeah you don't even really think about that often or on tablets now yeah know? i mean it's it's growing it's growing i'm glad that there's a lot of options for horror i'm here for it um, I like this question you posed. Is there such a thing as too much horror or gore? Mm. For me, so I'm not a gore girl, so I can do without it. Like, Same I'd thing. rather be creeped out because of a sound or a vibe versus seeing like blood and guts everywhere. Um, so it's never too much horror for me because I'm always looking. Well, actually, it is because I can't even play Outlast, apparently. <laughs> but but that's the point. Like now it's actually a mission to like, OK, I got to play this game. Like this is ridiculous. I got to yeah. get through it. But gore, I could I could honestly leave or ta uh, take or leave it kind of like with movies. It's the same principle here. I think there's a right place for it, like with m games such as Dead Space or RE that you're expecting gore um but i think they do it well like it's not so much that you're like and i think that was another thing that bothered me about the evil within uh um, yes 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 i was gonna say that yeah there is gore um silent hill has a lot of it actually sometimes it does too yeah and that's yeah. the moments when i start thinking this is veering a little too much i don't want to see body parts like chopped up arms and stacked I, yeah it gets to be or like with blood you know just tons of blood everywhere it's it gets to be a little too much and yeah. it starts to detract for me from the game experience where I'm like, mm -hmm. this is getting a little gross almost, you know? Yeah. So I get and, it. Yeah. I get it. And there was another thing 
with gore i'm sort of forgetting it but there was another game that i was just like oh this is like too gory almost i forget it now but but yeah that's that's the one time where i'm like it i do feel like if a game veers too much in that direction i'm gonna yeah it's gonna turn me off and i'm not gonna be a fan of it essentially yeah yeah so i i i agree with you i'd rather give me all the atmosphere Mm-hmm. give me that that i feel like i'm there yeah exactly and that's more effective for me i like i said i don't mind some gore especially oh. if it makes sense it popped in my head yeah it's silent hill it was silent hill homecoming i think there was a part where he gets a drill and she's drilling him in the head it was just it was so graphic yeah he's kind of sick and i was like i don't want to see that like yeah, if you want to be creepy, there's ways of being creepy, but this is veering into torture porn. Yeah, which I, like I just don't want to see that. It's like hostile style where I'm like, yeah, it's Saw, like yeah, it's getting a little too graphic almost. Yeah, and I'm like, not not my thing. I mean, obviously, yes, the idea of it is heart is horrific to drill into somebody's head. Like that. It's 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 yeah, terrifying. Horrific. That's not the kind of horror like you. I want to be disturbed and creeped out, not grossed out. Not grossed out. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the the right way yeah. to say it. What games do you wish you have played? I see you have a list here, and I think this is a great game that I have literally and that I've had for years, but I've never played. Really? I've never played that either, so I have no idea. It's gothic horror, which I love gothic stuff. I love the style. I love that that universe, you know. Um, okay. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, why have I not played this yet? I, I need to. I need to actually sit down. I tried it. It was a little like overwhelming at first. It was mm-hmm. quite tough, but I just kind of yeah. I wasn't like ready for it in the moment. <laughs> and then I yeah. sort of stopped out. But definitely that would be one of the ones. Obviously, I was playing Crystal Protocol, the Dead Space mm-hmm. remake. Those are the kind of uh, top of my mind now. Yeah. Um, new ones coming out. And then I just wrote Parasite Eve because when I was young, I wish I had played it and I heard a lot about it, but I never played it. Uh, it was good. It was good. It. Yeah. I did think of Final Fantasy, but for adults, like with it wasn't horror, but very creepy, very off, especially for the time, I think. Um, and that game was, I think, a four disc. Oh, wow. I don't know. It was one of those long ones and it played like Final Fantasy, but a little bit more action. It was a turn-based game, but with like a freaky element to it. I would love to replay it now, but I, unless you have the original, I don't think you can find it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is good. If you can ever find it, I think it'd be worth trying it out. Yeah. Outlast Amnesia, you've mentioned there's Mm -hmm. Deadwood for the Switch, which is supposed to be pretty creepy too. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like an overhead. It's, it's one of those indie games. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. really, really creepy. Um, okay. I've heard of Condemned 2 and Manhunt, both horror element ones. Mm-hmm. And then I did want to say um, from the games, I think we mentioned them all. I just have to give an extra shout out to this series. I haven't played part two yet. Oh. Have okay. it. Like I bought it. So we're talking about The Last of Us. Part one, I remember when I played it back when it came out one of one of those stunning games and the clickers oh my god how yeah. terrifying it is to hear yeah. them yeah yeah and just to go through it and one of the few games that i feel like and i will venture to spoiler territory for this one because you kind of have to the bond between ellie and joel grows so organically it's not forced 
Yeah. They don't want to even get close to each other. Both of them don't. Right. But they begin to realize that Ellie's always been alone. She's mm-hmm. never had anybody. And she starts to have Joel and that means something to her. And they bond over that. And she begins to truly feel like she has somebody. That's a beautiful thing for Joel. Obviously, the beginning yeah. of the game. Wow. I mean, I, yeah. I when I started, I had no idea what it was going to be like. I didn't know anything about it other than that it was a big post-apocalyptic game, et cetera. Yeah. So I got it pretty soon after it first came out. And I had no idea that Joel's daughter was going to die. None. Right. When she died. Gut-wrenching. Gut-wrenching. And I was just yeah. blown away. Then when you start playing and then Tess is infected and dies, I was like, yeah, how am I, why am I attached to these people? Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. And then to go through the story and to see the world and to see what's happened to it and how vicious people can be and cruel and the ending, the ending to make that decision to say, are you going to be selfish and put your interests, your individual personal interests over the interest of humanity. Right. I remember that. Yep. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, sounds, it sounds so terrible and selfish. But when you think of it from Joel, how can a father lose a daughter twice? Right. And how can you now, you're losing this sort of pseudo daughter a second time by choice to allow her to be killed when she doesn't even know it. She doesn't even know what's yeah. going to happen to her. It's, it's a decision that was just, I, 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 there are a few games that have made me face that level of a decision. Yeah. Spoiler, I chose to save Ellie. I, I, I couldn't, I could, after everything we had I been, did too. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, humanity's gonna have to get used to living on that, on, you know, in this horror landscape because I'm not, I will say this game is part very two. good. Okay. Yeah, part two graphically is great. Mm-hmm. The story is extremely developed. I am treading very carefully to not get, because I, I don't know how much you know about this game. I don't know that. I don't know anything. I okay, have stayed spoiler free. There are equally gut-wrenching moments in this game. Okay. Um, the only thing I will say, and I will tread very carefully to give spoilers, is that by the end of the game, remember when I said there's too much horror? Yeah. Too much suffering. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. By the end of it, I am emotionally drained. Okay. I literally feel like I have I have suffered too much playing this game <laughs> because the story. This game is dark. This game okay. is it is unrelentingly dark. It's kind of like The Walking Dead, where after season after season after season, you're like, oh my god, these poor people, they can't okay. catch a break. It's so dark. I'm so tired of like everyone suffering, like and dying. Okay. I was like. I can't take it. Like when, when the game ended, I was relieved because I was like, this is just, it's, it's, it's just too much. Like, okay. Okay. So it's a very good game, but it's one of the few games where I was so drained by the end of it that I was like, thank God it's over because I can't, I can't (laughs) suffer anymore. Like, and it's not the gameplay. Yeah. It's not the gameplay that makes you suffer. It's the story. It's just storyline. Okay. It's just too draining where you're like, oh my God. Like I'm, I just feel and that's why I, I have to be very careful because if I say certain words, you're going to pick up on the reasons why. Okay. So very carefully. Um, but it is very draining. And the only other weird thing is, and I'm sure you've probably heard about this, that there's, you don't just play as Ellie. Um, oh, no, I didn't know. Oh, well, there's, there's a section of the game. 
Okay. So you, I won't say the character is because it's a new character, mm-hmm. um, but it's very abrupt where you're like, like what? What happened? Like, okay. Yeah, because you're not playing as someone you're with. That's the difference. It's not like the first game where you're either Joel or sometimes Ellie and you're both like, mm-hmm. it's a totally separate thing where you're like, oh, oh okay. okay. It interweaves, but it's a bit of a weird break where you're like, oh, this is odd, you know, like, yeah. Most games have you play the separate character that like you are with from the beginning or that you're in somehow you interact with. This is like a just totally separate thing where it feels for a minute like you're playing two games in one almost. Oh, where okay. Like, oh, this is like imagine starting off Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Well, meet Claire in the very beginning. Um, well, the way you get the idea, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes me more excited to play it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely play it. it is, gorgeous the locations are gorgeous um the action elements they stepped it up the enemies are smarter the people are smarter okay um, ellie is older uh, do you know yeah. anything about ellie's personal life Mm-mm. i won't say anything either but there's another reason ellie um i don't think they actually hinted this at all in the first game um so i won't say anything about it but very good um ellie's to be honest you're not going to like Ellie as much. I don't think anybody plays this game and like likes Ellie as much because she's okay. It's just different. She's yeah. She's not her precocious self from the big first game. Um, She is older and going through things that like young adults are going through. Um, So she's a bit like of a, but it's very good. Very, very good. It's just, I, I caution you. It is an emotionally draining game. Um, and and be very 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 careful with spoilers. Because well, I've avoided them for how long at this point? So I yeah. hope I can continue. <laughs> yeah, because there are big 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 spoilers in this game that you do not want to ruin. Um, okay, happen throughout the game that you're like, oh, like very that very that yeah. Well, I um, want to finish the replay that I'm doing now so that I can go and play that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and and I have to say it actually, it, it takes the best things from the first one and it improves a lot of them. Um, and it's cool. dark at times. It's actually very dark. Um, okay. Very, there's a, there's like a religious element thrown in. We always love a good, a good kind of religious fanaticism, right? That always is in silent Hill. Uh, there is kind of, so right? it always yeah. adds a element, a scary element to it. And so. I think that's most of the games that I want to, oh, I played a bit of The Walking Dead. I never mm-hmm. played it fully though. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh my God, another game, just really quick, classic, because you mentioned terrifying. This is also one that was terrifying to play, Five Nights at Freddy's. I played it on the phone. Did you get scared? Yeah, I did. It I mean, was... I couldn't get past like level two. Because yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's just creepy. Yeah. It a is. fun little game. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, and then besides that, we hit almost all the ones that I've played or the most famous ones. Yeah. Um, and I I think I picked up every game that I have here and showed it. Um, <laughs> well, this is one that I have. This is another quick time event style one. I haven't played oh, okay. yet. Okay. Tail. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw that on there on the PlayStation yeah. Store. Cool. So definitely going to have to play that sometime. Um, this one, this is such a weird yeah. game. It's like hack and slash horror. Yeah, you know? it's all right. I'm not. Yeah. The funny thing is, I thought there was a part two that was supposed to come out. And I, I think so. But it never came out. Like it just vanished. Yeah. I I, I know. There's like a whole thing around that. 
around that game. So I'm not sure. Yeah. It's um oh well it still says it's an upcoming role oh. playing is the sequel to the 2011 Dead Dead Island. Damn. But oh it's scheduled to be released April 21st, 2023. All right. Okay. Years later. Years later. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my horror. And then the Fallout, I just kind of I don't even know if Fallout's considered horror as much. It's yeah, got I have no idea. raiders and yeah. bodies. I don't really think of it as much as that, but that's my that's my foray, my foray into um, all of that. So are you still excited for more horror games? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for new horror games too. I'm excited yeah. for one of the things that I kind of wish they would explore a bit more is perhaps horror in other cultures, other perspectives. Certainly East Asian horror can be yeah. really creepy. But I'm also thinking about like Eastern European horror. Like I saw the movie, the ritual and that's really creepy and yeah. like, spirits and, you know, gods and, and demon like things. And yeah, that would be cool. That's true. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Um, obviously also, I think there's a, there is room for alien horror, but like mm-hmm. true horrific alien horror, like, cause it, it often in video games veers cheesy. It can. Yeah. But there's a lot of good alien style, like, movies that are creepy so i'm kind of surprised we don't have more games that take advantage of that element um agree i don't want to infuriate the fans and the the people watching if they're upset but i think we could take a bit of a break from zombie horror it is such an overextended genre it is it's got its core ones like resident evil we can kind of go with that but i kind of want to see a bit more and i was also thinking we don't see a lot of serial killer horror and I kind of want to see a bit more from that angle. Like we got Dead Island. I mean, Dead Island. Uh, Dead, uh, what is it? The Until Dawn. <laughs> right. You know, we have the, there's a few of them, but I think there's more room for something along those lines. Especially because when I think about how people chase you, like it, like um, uh, Mr. X, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. It, in the Resident Evil games, it's really creepy. There is room for serial killer, for human, for human based creepy messed up people horror that would be cool as represented as much yeah that would be cool it's and i think that's the key here right is to how do you keep it fresh with new ideas and not going back to zombies because i think there are so many zombie games out there because it's easy to do i think right they're always scary it's a jump scare but i think venturing and i think that's why they've come up with um those dark picture until dawn the quarry um, so that you're getting a real human element to what's going on. That's I think right. that would be cool. A serial killer one, like even you're the serial killer or you're or that. Yeah. Like yeah. that would be something cool and different and immersive. Um, but I challenge the whole gaming industry to keep doing it. I mean, they do it with, um, PC games. I hope they continue with console games so that like, I don't, I'm not going to go buy a PC game computer, but I'm hoping it'll trickle into yep. into um console games, but I'm always excited for when a new horror game comes out. I think I'll be in my 70s and still playing. Yes. I hope so. Um I don't see why not. I obviously don't play as much as I'd like to because admittedly. I mean, we work, so it's hard, 
But considering that we are now in our 30s and we're still playing, I think there's a chance. I mean, my dad is going to be 60 and he still plays. Yeah. So I can imagine we will still be talking about this 30 years down the line. And it's exciting. I can't wait to see what gaming is going to continue to do. Um, Because now people stream and watch people play together. It's, It's a whole thing. I think it's great. I think it's a great community. I think it's fun to meet people that like these things just like you. And we've made great friendships from it. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the legacies, one of the legacies of horror games. Absolutely. Any final thoughts on this epic video game episode? I will say on a side note, that's not horror related. I love Uncharted (laughs) and Tomb Raider because those games are, I think I even like Uncharted more because, I mean, you can't beat Nathan Drake. Like, he's just so funny and charming. Yep, yep. (laughs) So I had to throw that in there, like, because I think those games are so amazing, too. And shout out to Naughty Dog. I mean, an amazing. Oh, my God, I know. And and the Last of Us TV show, which has been great so far, like because Naughty Dog was involved in it. Neil Druckmann was involved in it. They really, you know, I, I like it when games. When developers and games, they really care about their series. They care about their IPs. Mm -hmm. You can tell that Naughty Dog loves what they do. Yeah. So they approach it with that level of, of just um, like care. Yeah, they do. Kind of thing where I look at sometimes Silent Hill series and I look at Resident Evil and I see how they got bounced around and they're a mess and yeah. And I think along the way, the people who cared about those games were removed from the Mm -hmm. the process and then they became a a mess. And actually, to to preface that too, I've heard I haven't played this one yet. I've heard negative things about this game I too the the sequel yeah. to evil within yeah i heard i think and, naughty dog is one of those that they i don't feel like they make a lot of games or at least maybe i just don't hear about them but when they do because i know they're there i think they made crash right aren't crash they Bandicoot, yeah right i mean great fun game when we were kids but when they made uncharted i mean it's just like so amazing it's fun you make these care you know what it is they make characters and stories that you care about and it's evident yeah right and it's evident in the last of us and they make handsome men in their characters but that's a side note (laughs) (laughs) that's a side note yeah they really do i'm like damn um but i i think they really care about creating a great product for fans and just for gaming in general and that's why you have I think The Last of Us and Uncharted are really highly regarded because of how great they are. Um, especially with Uncharted, they have so many games. And to me, they're all great. They were all yeah. solid games. So. And I and I appreciate how they ended that series. They said, we are done with Uncharted. And they said, listen, we've, we've made four great games. There was a great DLC game that's practically its own game in of itself. And they basically said, the Nathan Drake arc if we kept doing the same thing over and over again, it would become stale. And they right. said, Uncharted 4 was the perfect culmination. It was Drake having a family, but being too obsessed and and, and not recognizing that it's threatening his family. It's threatening his life, his obsession yeah. and his brother. And he's going to become his brother if he doesn't right. back away. Beautiful ending to it. Same thing with The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do another one. I think they've said also that they're done. The, the show it's is obviously good. 
That's it's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. And they said it's we 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 did it. We envisioned it as a two part story. We kind of crafted it. It's beautiful. It is what it is. It's the world. And now they're excited to move on to the next IP. And I think yeah. that's a very good thing to do because you know. I also point out one other thing that's kind of interesting. Just one last note: we don't get a lot of vampires and werewolves. No, we don't. Yeah. There are some games that recently have come out that dabbled in it. Um, I know the Order 1886 was one that sort of dabbled with that. And I think also there was another game about, I think, Rain or something about vampires. Yeah. Blood Rain? Well, there is Blood Rain. It's an old one. Yeah, but that's a genre. And like Victorian. I mean, obviously, there's the Gothic. Gothic Gothic, and Victorian horror is another avenue that I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to explore that. Down. They should. That, that could be a way to freshen it up. I mean, vampires... And I I discussed this with another with a with a friend of mine um, that I feel like vampires have become Twilight. They become cheesy, you know, they're not. They're actually very scary. Yep. Dracula was quite freaky, but it's you're right. It's become and I think there's there's room to make a really interesting IP. Naughty dog. Um, (laughs) but yeah, but I think having studios that care about their games and that approach them with a love and respect, yeah, because on a quick, quick side note, Lewis is playing Pokemon. Mm -hmm. My God, it looks so bad. It's so buggy. Still going. (laughs) I'm messing. It's still selling, but it's like, it really feels like there's no love anymore and make, they just make a, it's literally buggy. And it's like it, cash it looks, grab. Yeah, it looks like a PlayStation 2 game. It's so oh wow. It, it, no, you have to see the pictures and the reviews. It's mm. horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And it's uh, you know, and I think to myself, there's no love in this game. There's no right. perfection, there's no detail, there's no beauty. It's just it's like an empty shell. And I I really want more horror games to take that approach to to say, we love this game and we want yeah. you to love it. Agree. And hopefully, developers out there, I hope you listen because I hope you listen. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Juan, thank you so much. I was so excited to do this. I'm glad you were on board. I figured you would be. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I brought up my magazines. (laughs) I love it. We went down nostalgia lane. I mean, it's just this was a fun conversation. I'm sure we can do a part two at some point, maybe. Oh, yeah. Line. But. I hope we continue gaming for the rest of our lives at this point. Thank you so much for joining me on this amazing episode. And I will see you in our fourth episode coming up. We're actually going to do the Babadook. Yes. That's exciting. I'm really excited. Thank you for having me again. I love, I always love having these chats with you, these conversations. I love the memory lane. I just love revisiting these topics and i hope to whoever's watched this that you loved it just as much as we loved making it awesome until next time thank you for joining us today at horror cafe podcast you can check us out on facebook and instagram with our handle horror cafe podcast and you can also visit our website and listen to our episodes there you can find us at horrorcafepodcast.com and if you're so inclined drop us a snail mail, which is now email at info at horrorcafepodcast.com. We love getting emails and we do reply. Or you can DM us on Facebook or Instagram. And until next time, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.